and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark, across the table from me. Travis Vogt. Travis Vogt, over here next to us. It's me, Matt Lynch. Next to Kitty Co- Caddy Corner. Caddy Corner. To yep. Either Caddy one of us. Corner. Akimbo. Wow. Is that a, that's a new one. I don't mm-hmm. think that makes I don't any, think, I don't so think that's either. what that means. Uh, what no. does Akimbo mean? Does anybody it's know? It's a kind of karate. It's when guns get, <laughs> it's, it's when guns get uh, nailed to your hands and you... Uh, there's a word for when guns get no. nailed. No, there's, just this, there's a movie stupid called, movie called Guns, guns Akimbo, Akimbo where Daniel Radcliffe gets guns welded to his hands and he Daniel has to. Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. Do we, I know I know that that premise might sound like it's good, but don't watch it. It sucks. Oh, really sucks. Wow. Except for uh, Samara Weaving is really funny. Yeah. I think she's fun in it, but yeah, it sucks. Mm. It's like the third movie I've seen this year where it's like, oh, she's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that? Was that Ready or Not? I liked Ready right. or Not, but I like, didn't hate that or anything. It's just, just like, okay, she's yeah, the best. She's part the best thing it. in it. Yeah. So Hollywood, there's still room for a good movie about Daniel Radcliffe getting guns <laughs> nailed to his hands. Yeah. You can still do it. It hasn't been done yet. I put I I wrote about that movie on Letterbox briefly, and I compared it unfavorably to the movie. Not really unfavorable. I just compared it to the movie Shoot 'Em Up. Which is another movie that's sort of like this high concept right. about like you know what if everything had guns, and uh, and and that movie fucking sucks too. And like all these people poured into my letterbox comments, going like shoot 'em up's rad. What's wrong with you, man? Like shoot 'em up is a great movie. Sucks. I remember yeah. enjoying shoot 'em up. The at cult the time, of shoot 'em up. But also there's like, a cult of shoot 'em up. It's very weird. Also like that's a, that should that like what a big a, world. That's like a movie that time forgot. A movie that right? time forgot. Yeah. Like I mean that's a movie that I saw it at the time and I thought sure that's fine. I didn't hate it and then I forgot about it. Right. Until now. Well, yeah, I guess there's only one you're thing welcome. we can do now. <laughs> is that the one with Monica where he fucks Monica Bellucci while he's, while shooting, while he's shooting dudes and like Paul Giamatti's the bad guy yeah. and he's got a baby and stuff? And then the, another movie <laughs> did, an ex- did the exact same thing where isn't Nicolas Cage fucking a lady while blowing in people drive away? Angry. Drive Angry. Drive Angry. Yeah. 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 Another, Which one did it first? Another uh, Shoot 'em Up. Shoot 'em, shoot em up. up did it first. Drive, so both are bad. It's got yeah. a cult and it's highly un- influential. Mm-hmm. Drive, drive Angry is a movie that actually sort of pissed me off because that's like that's like a, such a cool premise and it has Nicolas Cage in it and they fucking blow it. Mm-hmm. And what's his name? Who plays the villain in that? Uh, he's uh, really good. Fuck. No, uh, fuck anyway. I remember. Faulkner. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's William Faulkner. William Faulkner. <laughs> it's Fickner. <laughs> yeah, it's William Fickner. You and your friends are and he's, dead. He's really fun. He's like uh, he's like some kind of guy from hell who just keeps like showing up in the road and shooting at Nicolas Cage and stuff. It's really fun. But uh, the rest of that movie from fucking, Grace Under Fire. That movie fucking sucks. Did you? I don't know why I thought about this. <laughs> I guess I think it was the Here, guy from this hell. Is, by the way, we changed the podcast to this. Is, we're naming uh, <laughs> action movies that everybody forgot about that suck. <laughs> Did you watch that Cursed Films show? I kind of enjoyed that, but it's I really the, I exploitive. Watched, I watched the Poltergeist one and it pissed me off. Yeah. It, I, it made me angry. Yeah, explain to me what this is. It's, it's a, this show about like here's a here's bad stuff that happened during the making of this movie is the movie curse so they do like the Exorcist where all this bad shit happened oh. to people or like the Crow where Brendan Lee was killed oh. which is really really miserable it's the, really the, sad the one for the Exorcist really like upsets me and I don't know why I wasn't planning on it upsetting me so much but like the the one the, on the one hand it's like totally exploiting these de- these like these super tragic deaths like the two actresses who died like the little young girl and then the, uh, the teenage girl who was Dominic like Dunn, yeah. who was like strangled to death by her boyfriend by her abusive boyfriend and, and it's then, like is the movie cursed is the movie like, cursed because off. they oh, died and and like there's a there's even there's basically a, a clip of Zelda Rubenstein on a news program after Poltergeist 3 came out essentially not like she's saying it in a 
she's saying without swearing, but she's essentially saying like, fuck off with this curse shit. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> basically, awesome. and it's like, yeah, and that's how I felt by the end of the movie. The worst thing about it though, is that it's like all these fucking horror nerds. And yeah. ho- hopefully I'm not upsetting any of our fans. <laughs> but like, it's all these horror <laughs> all, nerds all who are like, here's my movie horror people. collection. And then it's them like standing. And then it's literally like 10 minutes of different fans standing in front of this suburban house going like, I'm in front of the poltergeist house. We have to be quiet because the garage door is open. And I'm like, I hate this so much. I hated it. I hated it so much. I was like, this, like that part, that part almost pissed me off. That stuff pissed me off more than the, because it's like, this is what we've come to. I watched This is like what our horror movie (laughs) documentaries are now. It's five episodes. (laughs) I watched them all like in one morning. I just, I just mainlined them. And uh, the Exorcist one was the first one. I thought that was like, okay, this is amusing. Sure. Curious. And then towards the end of it, they're talking to Linda Blair and they're like asking her questions like, did you really have to have bodyguards? Are you getting death threats? And she's like, I don't want to talk about this. And then like Jeez. they get to, and then there's the there's the Poltergeist is the second one and they talk yeah. to Gary Sherman who directed Poltergeist three which is right. the one they were making when the girl finally passed died. away and he's like I didn't want to finish making the movie but the studio forced us to finish making the movie and he's like basically bra- he's like about to break into tears while he's describing the situation and the, but the show is handling it like is this movie is cursed? this movie cursed this is just not and then like fun. then you get to the the fourth yeah. one is the is the crow and they talk all about Brandon Lee which is really fucking tragic and a, and like a particular not that the other ones aren't tragic tragic I'm just saying. <laughs> This one particularly strikes a chord for me, mm-hmm. but uh, Michael Berryman was cast in that movie as like the supernatural being, and he got cut out of the movie because Lee died, and they hadn't shot his scenes yet, and in order to f- sort of fix and complete the film, they cut that character out. And he's just like, people even ask me if this movie is cursed, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Questioning so the, the entire so premise now, of the yeah. show in, So like to, for the fourth the time in a row, this happens, and then the last one is the Twilight Zone movie, where Vic Morrow and these two oh, child God. actors were killed in a helicopter God. crash on set. And they've got the production designer who like, takes a lot of personal responsibility for what happened. He's obviously distraught. He's heartbroken over what he sees as his responsibility to these people who were killed. He's basically crying the entire time he's doing the interview. They talk about how John Landis was like basically acquitted of any re- legal responsibility for for his role in this this horrible accident. They show the actual footage of the crash. Jesus oh, Christ. No. And then you've got a guy who's like a producer on the show going like, you know, accidents happen. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no, okay. Well, it, I'm glad. I found the show. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. Curious, but at the time, by the time it was over, I was actually kind of bummed out. I felt it was really <laughs> exploitive. I don't know why I thought about asking you guys about this, but it just popped no. into my head. Uh, I just never found, had any interest in this like cursed uh, this cursed movie bullshit. No. I mean, just by the law of averages, some movies are going to have more yeah, I mean, is sad this podcast stuff related cursed? to them Probably. than others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, what? Why? I mean, Kevin, if you have to ask. Yeah. Ooh, uh-oh. <laughs> Our, my, my house is on fire right now. <laughs> That's we're my re- house, too. We're recording this, and there's a small fire in the corner. We're not <laughs> doing anything about it. This is fine, right? Most of the stuff <laughs> in that corner I don't really have any use for. That's where I keep my oily rags and whatnot. And I'm like, fine, let them burn. I, I don't want to completely throw the show under the bus. There is a really good uh, Our piece show? of piece. Oh. No, 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 the, the Curse <laughs> Film Show. Our oh, show, yeah. fuck this show. Uh, no, the Curse <laughs> Film Show does have a really good piece of music that they use as title music. It's really good. Oh, okay. Well. So then, one good thing to say about that. So That's I'll nice. watch the first uh, 30 seconds of that the show. The best part of the song is on the end credits. Oh, well. So, I mean, do the whole thing. It's fine. What is this? What, what platform is this it's on? on? Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. And you owe us money now, Shutter, because we promoted your show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a check. Uh, D- get it. Slide into my DMs. I'll give you my address. I shouldn't talk about it. I have followers that are on that show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, on the show. Yeah. Like, well. But, th- but they are great. 
They I do mean, a great they, job. Otherwise, on the they show. seem like wonderful people. And yeah, on yeah. the show, and on the show, they're the best part of the show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who made the show and is on the show is a wonderful person that just hated it. Yeah. And Shutter is a wonderful <laughs> network, and I'll take a check for twelve hundred dollars. I could use another one. Yeah, I haven't uh, got mine yet. You haven't got yours yet? No, you're probably not gonna. No, I'm gonna get one. Did you Did you text Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting that like payment information not findable error message all the time. I don't oh, know what the deal is. Shit. Yeah. Also, I've moved since my last tax return. Blah 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 blah. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. good. They're gonna have well, to send me a paper one. Yeah. Fun. That's fine. You I got other your dog on him. Stuff. Yeah, I'll send the dog. Have your dog rip someone's throat out. I'll just send him cute <laughs> pictures of my adorable dog. Yeah, I cute, got a lot of those. Cute pictures of your dog, my like barking directly dog. into the into the camera, <laughs> salivating at the mouth, looking like fucking Cujo. <laughs> Speaking of barking, oh, oh my god, <laughs> excellent work. Oh, took a minute. That but, is uh, a seg. That might be the king of all segues. Right that was there. amazing. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Good job. And uh, that's the end of the show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> good, good well, night. It's all downhill good from night. there. Good afternoon. It's the after, it's a little bit <laughs> Today's episode is, did we settle on? What's My dogs are barking? My dogs are barking. Uh, Grand Moff barking. Grand Moff barking. I really like that. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> that uh, might be a little, a little barking inside up, baseball. Bark, barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> barking up the wrong tree. Uh, I, I pref- out of those three, I can't decide between Grand Moff barking <laughs> and my dogs are barking. I'm just leaning <laughs> towards... Grand Moff barking is the funniest, but... Uh, you know. a little I'm inside just baseball. leaning towards Grand Moff barking because it's sh- we've had a lot of kind of longish titles right. lately, yeah. and it's the shortest one that we have so yeah, far. Yeah, plus, you know, if someone doesn't know, they can look it up. Yeah. Just ask a, who, ask a Star Wars who fan. Who that listens to this show is uh, not Who that listens to the show that. doesn't know that. Yeah, that's like, true. Sophie won't, Sophie won't get it. Well, you can explain it to her. That's what I'm saying. If you have, I mean, you, if if you don't get it, you'll have someone around who does. I do like the idea. <laughs> the, 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 I'm sure there's going to be some people that won't get it, and they are really not going to get it. Yeah. Like it's going to be absolute gibberish to someone who doesn't get it. Grandma because those aren't one of those isn't a real isn't word even at a word, all. Yeah. No. Is this a play on the word grandmother? Grandma? <laughs> yeah, grandma barking? What the grandma fuck barking? is this nonsense? Now shoot that Death Star at that planet. I'm going to get some cookies out of Ooh, the oven. Would, would you like some of this candy? <laughs> Boys love candy. There's some nuts and a nutcracker over there. Figure it out. <laughs> People need Can you order. change the channel? How do you change the channel on this? Show me how to use the VCR. Which one of you is the mailman? <laughs> Grandma Barkin. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so, uh, so in case you haven't figured it out. Grand Moff Barkin, or Tarkin, is actually a grandpa, though, it turns out. He must be. We, we did come to learn that. Really? Recently. Yeah. What is it, like on the Clone Wars or something? You find that out? Yeah, he's, is it? he's Ray's grandpa. No, no, that's, that's Palpatine. the Emperor's Ray's grandpa. Oh, I've totally confused those two people. <laughs> Grandma Tarkin is the one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the, the, he's the, the CGI. He's a CGI guy from the Rogue CGI One. CGI from Rogue One. Yeah. Awful. What's the actor's name? Peter, Peter Cushing. Cushing. Peter Cushing. <laughs> I totally confused those. Yeah, he probably he probably fucked somebody. I mean, somebody, he probably boned. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm he's sure very successful. I'm, uh, there's a moth barking. <laughs> And then there's barking. <laughs> I totally. I had the. He's somebody's grandma. So I don't know Star Wars either. Yeah, you don't know really? shit. Really? Shit. We're going with that one for sure. Then. Yeah, so, it's got to be grandma barking. So in we've, case, in we've case, beat it into the ground. In now. case you don't know, because we haven't, we haven't. It's, it's not clear. It's three movies starring the wonderful Ellen Barkin. Ah, oh, Ellen Barkin. I was inspired to do this because we were watching Bad Company, or I was watching mm-hmm. Bad Company, but we all watched it for last episode, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and I was like. Yeah, you know, she's really, really good in this movie that's not very good, and it seems like that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's and uh, but actually I but I actually love two of these movies. Right, right. And then and, and I think and I think she's great. I think she's great in the two of them. And then she's clearly tr- well, not trying. There's in the nobody third one. anybody could do about there's that. Nothing third any movie. can be done but, about the third. But one. also like right <laughs> after I watched Bad Company, I was sitting at home and I was looking for something to watch, and I put on like the HBO channel or whatever, and uh, they had this Blake Edwards movie called Switch. Oh yes, which is I had never seen it. It's so fucking good. It's really, really funny. Uh, and she is so awesome in it because it's she's like playing good, a dude it's, it's in a woman's 80, body. good 80% because of her. Oh, yeah. She's but so fucking funny. It's like, and, like it's Blake Edwards, who I think is a really good director, especially a really good director of like these these sort of like masculinity and crisis comedies from the 70s and 80s that mm-hmm. now their politics are very dated, but like as something that's ostensibly trying to be an overtly feminist piece of comedy filmmaking, it's really it, it does work contem- right. for its contemporaneous politics. And Barkin plays a guy in a woman's body, and so she's wa- she does this thing where she's walking in high heels, but she can't. Ugh. And so she's kind of stumbling around like a drunk for most of the movie, and it's just really and like yelling at people. It's very funny. She's just great in it. The premise of it, which is ob- obviously insane, um, re- it results in a lot of hilarious kind of like comedy set pieces yeah. that, that Ellen Barkin fucking nails. Yeah. It's su- like I kind of it was one of those movies that I saw. I've seen it a couple times and just sort of like despite itself, just because she's so funny in it. You're just going like, what the fuck kind of? Well, that's funny. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> at the beginning she is a, a when she's a dude. Yeah. It's like it's a. She's King. like he is a Lothario, yeah. And three of his girlfriends that he's like fucked over, I believe, they drown they, him in, they a, try in to, a hot tub. Well, they try to drown him in the tub, and he and they think they got him, but he comes back. He's like, ah, you didn't, you didn't get me, you bitches. And then Joe Beth Williams just shoots him. Joe Beth Williams, goddamn. Uh, and that's then, the uh, beginning of a comedy. I know, right? It goes into all these like that's eighties for you. She, he gets like <laughs> sent. He gets sent to hell, and the devil is the bad guy from Passenger Fifty Seven. Uh, oh wow! They get sent to, like the basically hell, hell, or the devil and and God like make a deal where like he can get into heaven if he goes back to Earth as a woman and finds a woman who really sincerely loves him, uh, or finds somebody. Sorry, somebody who who really sincerely classic loves him. devil. This is what the devil does, as we well yeah. know, is give people second chances. So the he, devil does this in all these movies, and he <laughs> and the devil knows he's like I know this person can't do it. Devil's and all about redeeming do. people. It's really good, but like you would think that the movie would just sort of end on like oh he meets you know he she meets a woman and or a person and they fall in love and then the movie's over, but no like she ends up uh, getting accused of her own murder. And getting pregnant by Jimmy Smits and having the baby in jail. And like, I was just like, wow, this no. is like, and it's it's under two hours. It's like yeah. an hour 45. I'm like, this is moving. It's quite a journey. Right. Well, uh, that, that is not one of our movies. On, no, not, on, on unfortunately today, not. No. no, we're going to do, what are we going to do? The Big Easy from 1986. Oh, yeah. We were going to do, well, then The, the sea, sea of Love of from 1999. We were going to do Siesta, but I watched it and it's not really a thriller. It's more of like an art house avant-garde music video thing. So it's, it's, it's fucking weird. weird. So, so instead, instead we, we substituted we, it with... So we suffered through... We suffered through the year 2000's Mercy so we'll and get, look, from we'll the get, wonderful we'll director get. Damien Harris who brought us <laughs> Deceived and Bad Company. Third Damien time on the third program. Third time for fucking Damien and you know what? Harris. And you know what? I'm going to throw Damien Harris right under the bus. He's, <laughs> he, he's taken over for me for Joe, Joe Sharbonic. you're off the hook. <laughs> Joe Sharbonic's name is more fun to say, but Damien Harris is like Joe Sharbonic, off more. Joe Sharbonic, please still call us. Yeah, please still hang out. But you're off the hook. We don't hate you anymore. Mercy is definitely his ultimate cinematic crime, though. Like, oh, it's the, oh yeah. the pinnacle. Because because Bad Company like kind of was okay, except that you're like whatever. Like this, who cares about yeah. this movie? And this one is like this movie doesn't seem to give a shit. Also, anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, get, we'll the, get to the that, woman. But. The woman that's the co-star of this movie, Mercy, was Alan Barkin, who's like the the like I guess the menacing lesbian who's at the center of the Peter serial Wilson? killer, no. Peter Wilson. 
is yeah the Peter Wilson that's his like basically his significant other at the time so he put Peter it, Wilson he put or, it, the, or Peter Wilson or the actual killer no Peter Wilson okay the okay. one who's like the main suspect for most of the movie you know did did they get break up after this 2002 they divorced yeah so. <laughs> they, well I guess they weren't married but they you know they're not together anymore. yeah. She was, she was TV's La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Because he makes her do a lot. <laughs> a lot of fucked up stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get but to it. Needless but needless to say, I would like to point out that it, although we suffered through it, it is way up our alley. It's very it, horny. Oh, yeah, it very no, no, much no. belongs on this oh, podcast. Oh, it, to- it totally does. Holy it just, shit. It totally yeah. does. It I'm just, very glad we substituted it, even though I hated watching it. It totally yeah. does. It just happens to. It just happens to really suck. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to our first movie, which didn't totally suck. No. This is one of my. This is. A, I love this. I movie. hadn't seen this in a very long time. The Big uh, Easy from 1986. Detective Remy McSwain grew up on the force. I've never seen one person break so many laws in such a short space. Well, forget about the laws for a minute. He knows the way the system works. This is New Orleans, darling. Folks have a certain way of doing things down here. People like to show their appreciation. So when a renegade cop turns from petty payoffs to big-time hits... I'll come. An assistant district attorney in the official corruption strike force is suddenly so interested in a routine mafia hit. It isn't just another case. Why'd you withhold this information from the police, huh? The police are the suspects. It's a family affair. Directed by... Directed by Jim McBride. One of your favorites. I, who do, directed I do love Jim the, McBride. The 83 Breathless. He did. He, I, the breath, my, my preferred version of Breathless. Yeah, I love that the, one more. I do love the 83 Breathless. Also, he, he's he's like one of those guys who sort of like never really worked in the Hollywood system, but kind of made like... He kind of... T- he touched base there a couple yeah. times. He with followed like, this up with Great Balls of Great Fire. Great Balls of Fire. Wow, and this He's is and this is almost like in the studio, but it's kind of not. And he did like uh, this. His first movie was this. Uh, well, his first movie was David Holtz. David Holtz was one diary. of the most famous sort of contemporaneous yeah. avant-garde pieces ever. Yeah, and uh, then but then he also did this weird this weird post-apocalypse movie I love called uh, Glenn and Rhonda, mm-hmm. which is sort of a hippieish, uh, almost like post-apocalypse movie. These two like naked kids well they're naked at first and then they get closed but they sort of wander out of the woods and into this post-apocalypse america and uh and it's fucking great and it's really funny it's sort and of weird boy and his dogish you know but I, I love this movie i, I think, think this, this movie, is his best movie this is like the i think this is maybe the breeziest movie we've had on the podcast mm-hmm. too like it's mm. it's just super it's just super like i find it fun i like uh the only problem with it is dennis quaid's uh accent but <laughs> there's a lot of bad everybody's doing it. a bit everybody's doing the fuck oh obviously barkin is not from around here yeah yeah so she's not doing it so she's spared but nobody's but there's doing like it right. there's like scenes where like maybe Grace ned brisky ned Beatty, oh, and dennis yeah. quaid are all all talking to each other down here. But it's some, so bad. Somehow, though, when it's Grace Zabriskie and Ned Beatty, it doesn't bother me. But Dennis Quaid is like, it's kind of like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. But I still find him very, very charming. No, in this he's movie. very charming. And so it's like, it's yeah. uh, he, you have to gets you a, have to get past. He it. gets a, he gets a pass from me because I'm just like, ah, he's super charming in this, and uh, Ellen Barkin is like adorable in this yeah, too. Like she's really hot, fun yeah. and it's funny. Ellen Barkin's the best part. Uh, yeah. Dennis Quaid's very charming. Ned Beatty. But the thing is, here's the thing about the accents: is Zabriskie and Ned Beatty are doing cartoon accents that are like essentially right. correct. I mean, they're not accurate, but it's like, that's basically the cartoon version of this accent. Right. Dennis Quaid is doing something that I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it is. It's Bio-digital all jazz, over the place. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's like a combination of marble-mouthed New Yorker and then like some like a Cajun thing. So He's got like, like a John Candy and JFK going on. Oh, yeah. There's oh. a few people in the movie who I think are maybe probably from around there, and you go like, that's you just study that guy. That's how, right. they, that's how you're supposed to sound. Like 
It's because it's well the you know, well the one person that I know for a fact is uh, is from there doesn't have an accent at all. <laughs> Judge Jim Garrison. Judge Jim, Judge Garrison. Jim Garrison. Mr. Garrison. <laughs> subject of the movie JFK. Yeah, he's played he by plays, Dennis Costner. Plays a judge. Plays which himself. He was. Yeah, yeah, as himself, the judge in New Orleans, yeah, a judge yeah. in New Orleans, and he's like, "All rise, yeah. we're gonna have court here in New Orleans," <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Mister, you all swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth." So help you, Jesus God. Swell on this plate of jambalaya that you'd spare the old truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta use the gree gree. <laughs> Put your hand on his Bible, and, son. And it's fucking bananas. It's not only the thing is too that it's not only. Um, that they're the, a lot of the characters are just in New Orleans. It's that the uh, the a lot of the main characters are specifically Cajun, mm-hmm. like Dennis Quaid's character and like his whole extended family, which I believe includes Ned Beatty, who's like his uncle or no, it's his it's his boss, not boss, but like fellow officer, and uh, his mother is going to marry him. Right? Yeah, but they, they, I knew there's some sort of but they're all but they're all uh, of the because there's a whole scene where they go to like they're they're all having like a big Cajun party. So it's not yeah. just like that. And they're they're, that they're people who live. Music. That they're lead people who live in uh, New Orleans, but but this but it's clearly like a movie that it's also like filmed in New Orleans, and, and you know, like clearly it's, a movie that like loves like this like loves like a local color. New Orleans. It's like that uh, New Orleans. like a lot of movies that are made in that place. It was the Alec Baldwin one, where Heaven's Prisoners. Heaven's Prisoners, where everybody in New Orleans is Cajun, mm-hmm. owns a owns a fan boat. Yeah. I don't know if there's a fan, but you know what I'm talking. No, about. Yeah, it's just yeah. sort of like there's no not New Orleansy people. I don't in think there's New any Orleans. fan boats in this. I don't. Know, this it's one, like it's like if they made a movie in Seattle and we're all throwing fish at each other, <laughs> just like it's, everyone's it's just throwing. Like the fish. episode of The Simpsons where where yeah. uh, where Chief Wiggum becomes a body yes. detective. <laughs> it really that's on, there's even a scene. You remember that part in that episode where the guy, where the chef comes by and is like, "I guarantee," yeah. and he goes, yeah. "Stop saying that." There's like a big fat cook comes by and drops off his things like, "What you think of that, Crawdaddy Etouffee?" <laughs> like, are you fucking? I and, love it's that the, scene, and it's but... the guy from the Ernest P. Worrell movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who also like, plays? Why a don't cook? you give me the check, Remy? And he's like, "What he about the cooking?" Ernest won't. goes to camp. He plays a cook, and Ernest goes to camp. But uh, I will say this <laughs> though: is that like as ridiculous as it seems, I think that that that's I've that's kind of what New Orleans is like. That's fascinating. Like it's not like car- New been. Orleans is a bit like a cartoon. Yeah. Like I don't think I think this movie is more authentic than like Heaven's Prisoners. I feel like some of the other New Orleans based. I don't know, movies man. This doesn't done. have that that scintillating Heaven's Prisoners dialogue. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> I'm gonna I, park one in the back of your skull, too. <laughs> yeah, I just mean this one feels more like it's like it like is like exists it exists in a place that like exists, whereas uh, a lot of the New Orleans ones are like yeah. this is the, it's all just like it's we're just filming here because we it's cheap and got and kind of goth. This made me think of Heaven's Prisoners too because I was mentally picturing uh, Dennis Quaid as Alec Baldwin's character in that movie doing the same dialogue, but but this movie is fun. <laughs> this movie to is watch. fun to watch. <laughs> And it's fun, it's to, watch fun to watch. Right it's from also the very. It's also got a very good heart. Mm-hmm. It's like what uh, it's. I don't know if I feel if I would say a feel good movie, but it's a movie with like a very definitive like moral center that it's also not rigid about per se. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's about a man kind of like learning how to do the right thing, but in in a fun, but in, in not in a yeah, deciding to do the right thing. And it's also not in a particularly f- preachy or like yeah, yeah. it's just sort yeah. of like it's a natural progression for him. But it's also fun watching him be be the bad too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that's the movie, ha- that, yeah, that's the, the movie. Fun stuff. The movie also loves that this guy is like a crook. He's like a crooked cop because he's a crooked cop in a way that like he's skimming money and he's yeah. like. You're like, eh, he's not quite like. There's, there's not Gary it's Oldman. Like, in, uh, it's like there's not levels, like a drug dealing. There's levels of bad cops. Romeo is bleeding. There's levels yeah. of, sort of bad cops cop. in this movie, right? And like he's like a guy who's like 
who's like kind of, you know, you're, it's the kind of thing where you're like, we'll all turn a blind eye to that because we like him. This plot basically is, is like the plot of the movie. This plot is, or at least the overarching plot that is kind of like secondary to the movie, really. The thriller. The thriller aspect yeah. of it is very similar to the plot of L.A. Confidential, mm-hmm. yeah. which the book didn't come out until four years after this. Yeah. So, oh, just Elroy Smellroy. Uh-huh. I, smell, I smell a thief. <laughs> James Elroy, come on our podcast and defend yourself. Watch yeah. it, he might. Elroy, yeah. get to my house get now. Eight foot tall monsters. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's giant. He would he would murder me, Kevin. You his hands are as big as my head. Oh, he's a big man. (laughs) He's a a big man. You mentioned you texted me when we were watching this because you and I watched it pretty close together, and you you texted me something that I had thought of as well, which is that this movie is very similar in tone to like a Howard Hawks. It totally comedy, like a professional Howard Hawks comedy, like totally. his, like the front page totally or his girl Friday. Me of his girl Friday, yeah. like spe- particularly their relationship. Not the front page, but like, uh, uh, but like totally like his girl Friday. But I mean, it has that like uh, and, it's and also also like one that is your one of your favorites. Only, oh, Angels, only Angels Have, have Wings, wings because it has movies. this like it has this uh, sort of Hawks would do where it's like. And in, in His Girl Friday, even, which is one of the greatest comedies, there's parts where people get shot and murdered and yeah, jump out. Yeah. And you're like, it turns, out it turns like real dark on a dime, and this movie does does yeah. that too. And it, but it has a similar kind of like control but of it's the, even, that tone. But it's even shot in a very similar way. Like It's a lot yeah. of like oneers, like three or four characters moving around inside yeah, the yeah. cameras panning around and stuff. Uh, like the the characters are all very like snappy. Like There's the lady medical examiner in this who's yeah. like really funny all the time and like... The characters She's are constantly like, like, like sort of giving him like a little smirk. Yeah, and smoking cigarettes and like, stuff. Like, take a look at this body over here. They put it. They pulled his tongue out of his eye sockets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like in a fun way. We've watched so many of these movies where the cops are sitting around like being like dicks over dead bodies. Yeah. And in this one, I'm kind of like, I don't know if this is more realistic, but it certainly is like I'm like watch, enjoying man. this as opposed yeah. to like. The, I don't know some of the other ones where the cops are like going like look at this fucking piece of shit. I don't know they're yeah. they're practically look, practically like fucking is, the dead bodies. This is the kind of movie that has corpses that have been burned and had their hearts ripped out, and also a recurring gag where a guy's wig is terrible. Yep, and like they keep pulling his wig up and like oh my wig, what y'all doing there? Look at that there corpse with its but, heart but, ripped out. But there's a punchline for the wig, which is great. Oh God, yeah, it's oh well, we'll there, get no, to there it. is it's fucking but, great. But I mean, but even the very end of this. Movie, Movie, it's. I think it was intentionally like a, like a classic screwball kind of mm-hmm. comedy because the very last scene is even like in classic movies. Wonderful, like last, very like last the scene. very last part over the over the, the credits over the cre- under the credits dancing after their wedding. Right. Well, because because you know like we all, you always old movies end like that. Like yeah. like get uh, North by Northwest, he like reaches his hand out and then it cuts and they're married. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, but it's but this this movie is like totally like one of those movies except it's like got swears. And like, uh, and it's like, like, and it's like way, horn, and way hornier and steamier and, and graphic violence, except that it still ends the same way where yeah. it's essentially like, here's these two characters you like. And then it, I mean, we're spoiling the end now, but then it cuts to them go and it cuts, just cuts to them and they're coming in a door and they're married and they're yeah. dancing around and the credits roll. And it's like, this is great. great. I love this. That <laughs> actually is not how it ends all the time. There are versions of the movie that end with the boat exploding and then that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a very cute. Uh, it's a very cute sort of little tacked-on thing where you're just that I think kind of airs in the side of wh- where this movie's heart is. Yeah, because it, it, you could go because that's the movie is like the very last two shots. Is one is people exploding, running away from an explosion, and then them just dancing around and they're like yeah. and they're happy and they just got married. The movie, and then the, the last the thriller, one is that is that one. The movie is about the movie is about these two characters. Yeah, yeah. and it's them. They're involved with each other because of like 
they're in, she's investigating police corruption essentially yeah. or whatever and he's a corrupt a corrupt cop who's you know gonna learn to maybe not be that in a world of where everyone's a corrupt cop right yeah. all the cops it's kind of like it's, that it's thing New where Orleans. you're like it's like this lady's like you're like look everyone's on the take yeah. like you know but it, it's kind that's of how like we do it in new in the, uh, the big easy no, there's, the big easy there's level there's that's levels called, of oh, it, that's though. why it's called the big easy okay. shit it's easy to be corrupt i get it now it's easy to be on the take um there's a small easy somewhere i assume oh yeah but she plays provo <laughs> provo utah barkin ellen barkin plays like a, <laughs> ellen barkin plays like assistant da who I is think investigating ends, she's investigating police corruption, essentially. Yeah, and, and she is in the right place. And Remy, Sw- yeah. Remy McSwain is Dennis Remy Quaid, who's like the, he's the hotshot homicide detective. Um, he's introduced uh, at a mur- at a moiter scene. Moiter, moiter, and there's like and he and just to just give you an idea of kind of like ha- what he's like and how he's doing his job. He just first walks on and there's a fucking corpse, you know, blood everywhere, and it's pretty the corpses bl- in a fountain. The corpses and stuff are pretty bloody. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, gruesome. That's what I mean. It's but like, he's like, hey, who is this dead meat? Yeah. <laughs> I like how after he, after he leaves this scene, he actually walks across the bayou on alligators yes! to get to his house. <laughs> but it, 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 it sounds cartoonish, but it's executed quite it's realistically. It's executed quite realistically, yeah. I think he actually did it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's just this sort of like uh, this fun fun time, sort of like everybody likes him. Cajun is the He's living in this town where he's- One part Cajun, one part Creole. He comes from a family of cops. And he can get away. All he corrupt. Can, he can basically get away with anything in this town, yeah. and that's kind of like how he, you know, where he's coming from. Like I, you know, I, this is my place. Yeah, I, I, I got he, this he town. Has, he has it easy. Yeah. He's, and he's and it's kind of you, 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 like Ellen Barkin falls into his sphere of orbit, and he's like, oh, I got to have me some of that because it's Ellen Barkin, just very, very attractive woman. Yeah. And but like Ellen Barkin is probably the first person in his fucking life who's ever been like, hey, maybe corruption is wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like, what are you talking about? Because you're talking about. Shit. Because he's talk a, about Marshelly. They're all calling each other Cher in this movie the whole time. <laughs> but he does. It's insane. Yeah, at least, at least Ellen Barkin isn't doing any kind of accent. She's no. just uh, someone who has, I don't think who she's, has just she's moved not there. from around there. No, she's, she's so terrific in this movie from. because like I've I've seen a bunch of movies with her and she's always playing somebody who is like not always but frequently playing somebody who's very aggressive yeah. and like yeah, yeah. loud and and like. Not unpleasant, but just like very, very upfront. And in this, she is just like the straight man. It's really, really. She's fun. a nerd, basically. Yeah, yeah she's a, and, she's kind of a dork. Yeah. and they do and they do this. And I guess she pulls it off. She's but not it, but like, they do the they do the thing where I guess because she's such a career. She's not woman, timid though. No, no, no. She's very good at her job and, and forceful and stuff. But yeah. like sexually, they, they do the thing that they do in movies like this, where it's like, I, I don't have much uh, experience sexually or much luck, and you're like, fuck off. Yeah, right. You look like Ellen Barkin. <laughs> You've done okay. But well, like, but well, she, but she is sort of just time like, for a not, not sexually experienced and I like shy it. with that sort of thing. But also the horniest person in the world. I buy that scene because yeah, because she's like oh, she she's saying it. that because she's basically not going like I can't. No, she's like kind of like I really want to. I don't know. She essentially says I don't know how to fuck you. Yeah, oh yeah. And then he goes like, oh, then he basically then it's like, well, let me show you. And then it's like that whole scene is very horny. <laughs> it's <laughs> like one of the. It's like in a movie that's like kind of the well, like the breeziest and most fun movie. It's also like that's and that's scene where they have all their clothes on yeah and it's like this is very this is very horny well, well it's very sweaty and they're it's not like, far from here we'll get to it danny like, devito's uh, in the corner watching going like this is really horny he, he comes out of he like cuts six slides out of the couch yeah. all oiled up <laughs> ah, okay i'm done here <laughs> <laughs> that is horny uh, always sunny in philadelphia fans will get it 
but yeah, so yeah, this, you know, you get it. Like uh, he's investigating these moiters, and uh, and Ellen Barkin's there, and she's and she's not quite explaining why she's there, but she's she's from also the, she's th- from the Fed, so he has to work with her. Yeah, she's she also like him. investigating. She's also there because of these murders, because mm-hmm. she's part of it. So it's like, and he's immediately like, "How about you and I go to dinner? I know a place to make good crowd daddies." And she's like, "No, well, yeah, no, no, but we should, yes, <laughs> just like and then, like one of the like that's their first interaction, yeah. and she's like, I really want to hate this guy." And then he like called. There's a scene where he like calls her up. He's like, "Well, yeah, we don't need to talk about business. How about we uh, have that dinner?" And she's got a list written out of like why she should say no to him. <laughs> she's just so horny. And then eventually, but she's he does, very organized. Also, she's very organized. <laughs> eventually, he does take her to dinner, and this is the scene where you get the uh, where you get the Cajun chef going. I guarantee. But this is this is just the kind of like Cajuny shit that happens as the chef lays down the uh, or the whatever you call the chef in. New Orleans. Call him a chef. You probably call him chef. And he like lays down. He's <laughs> like the same word. Did you like that gumbo? Remy's great aunt Abilene. She teach me my gumbo. And then <laughs> Remy goes, but but Aunt Abilene uses more sassafras filet in her gumbo. <laughs> you watch your mouth, boy. You don't get no dessert. And he says dessert. I like that scene too because it ends with him going yeah. like, "Hey, why don't you send us the check?" And the, the chef is like, "What you talking about? Your <laughs> yeah. money's no goes, good here." That's the like, first indication. He's like, "Ixnay on the check." Like, yeah, no, I'm he's going like, to no, pay. I'm this gonna time. pay. Yeah. And, and then like, Ellen Barkin Barkin's goes, like, "Why don't you let me get the check?" Yeah. <laughs> she, she picks up he's on like, it. He's like, he. The chef even says to her, "He's like, man, he knows you don't pay around here." <laughs> yeah. To the person, to the per- and it's, yeah, I think it's really funny because cops like, don't pay for nothing around here because they corrupt as the day is long. Doesn't, doesn't cops <laughs> as corrupt as molasses is slow yeah, around isn't here? The, isn't the scene right after that where she's like, "It's basically protection money. It's extortion." And he's like, "So what?" Yeah, <laughs> he does not. He's never even thought it's, about it. It's because it's like that idea that like this is fine. this is how it works. It's around little here. lies. It's only a tiny bit of corruption. It's not a I'm big not hurting deal. anybody, and I'm getting yeah. a little taste. Yeah, yeah. nobody's the orphans. Getting, it's, they call it the widows, the widows and orphans, orphans fund. fund. Yeah, that's yeah. what they call it. There's a really funny scene. So Ellen Barkin gets like is immediately both attracted and repelled by him for obvious reasons. He's very charming and very corrupt. And uh, he's and Dennis so, Quaid. And she, he's not hard on the eyes. Yeah. And she's good at her job. So she's like storming away, and she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't need any of this. And she's walking away down the street, and then a poise snatcher like snatches a poise. Someone else's down. purse. Someone else's poise. And she ta- she tackles him because yeah. she's a fucking badass. And then like this guy's dragging her, and then Dennis Quaid like hits him with his car. Yeah. And this scene is really funny because Dennis Quaid is like was like throwing this guy up against his car, the perp. Yeah. And he's like, ah, you better fucking not put it down, touch on my car. Or these these boys is gonna beat the fucking shit out of you and then he see, looks over his shoulder and sees Ellen Barkin is watching and goes oh and don't forget those rights that I read to you yeah. <laughs> you're duly appointed <laughs> it's really funny because yeah. he's trying to impress her that's good stuff and that's the dynamic of the whole movie is like it which is pretty which is Comes off very well, but is pretty typical no, stuff. They even spell it out where his mom at one point is going like, "What are you gonna do? Make him a better man or something?" Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Yeah." That scene where she like uh, like goes to his house and Grace Sabrisky's there, like, yeah, that scene is oh, really later very, on. Well, she yeah. gets, very frustrating. She gets taken there. Yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah. She scene gets, really gets, pissed me off, but it, I think it's supposed to. Yeah. Wait, oh, why? Oh, because she got because she's just being fucked with so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, th- so that happens. But after- he, li- he like likes her. The thing about the movie too is that like they and this is actually the first two movies is that there's like ge- the characters in these movies. It's kind of they're kind of romances almost. The characters genuinely like each other and have lots of reasons why 
maybe they shouldn't yeah. or whatever. But and th- this and, one, and but do, everybody and they has do bad, bad stuff to each other for yeah. bad reasons, but and, then it all sort of taps in, out emotionally. In the, in the big yeah. easy, it feels more like. That's yeah, more they, playful. You kind of want them. You're like, oh, come on. That's how they together. do things in the big easy. Yeah. There's a great scene after they do actually, because the first scene, they, they get interrupted having sex. Then she goes to his place and they. But that's, he, the, big, does spend, that's the big scene. She does spend the night and there's this hilarious part where she like, she sees him bent over looking in the fridge <laughs> and she goes, she like, she's feeling, because she's like very reserved and she's feeling well I'm feeling frisky I had sex with him and she goes up and like grabs his crotch and he jumps in the air and it's not him it's his, it's like his younger brother who's yeah. like stays on the couch sometimes and he's like oh uh it's, it's and she's really funny in that scene she's so embarrassed I like the she's next day where, where her brother is it's like cute. I'm it's sorry just, if I embarrassed you yesterday yeah, it's like goes, you embarrassed her yeah he goes I, I apologize for embarrassing you yeah. <laughs> that, that, that poor brother too like oh. he just gets shit on gets, the whole movie gets, and then he gets, he gets killed shot. no he lives he lives he's that's right he lives but he gets shot because he's like like outdressed wearing Dennis Quaid's coat yeah. and the bad guys shoot him. He gets shot immediately after Dennis Quaid just like throws him, physically throws him out of the apartment too. He's like, get the fuck out of here. It's like that boy, he's just going to college. No, he goes, he's, he throws him out he's like, go get me my paper or something because no, he's, he's coming like, back. He's like, go to a movie, go get yeah, a paper, yeah, yeah. stay the fuck out of the house for, for a bit. F- a six well, hour because I'm going to fuck this woman. Yeah. And he does not. Oh wait, maybe you don't. No, no, no he, they're they're about to get down, and then he's because this shot. is because that's towards that's towards the end. That's though. towards the end where like the it's everything's kind of come to a head, and like it's all been no. That's before it's all the whole thing has been revealed. Actually, this one I like the in this one too. Uh, how the I knew who the bad guys were because I'd seen it before, but like you don't, it doesn't telegraph it a lot because the characters aren't in the movie a ton. But it also works. I feel like, yeah. like when you find out that it's uh, John Goodman and the other guy and Ned Beatty. Spoiler alert! That's but when it's John Ned, Goodman like, is in, this. you kind of know that it's Ned. Ba- you kind of feel like I know there's something with Ned Beatty just because he's so closely related to him, and the whole yeah. theme of corruption corrupts. Right. Ultimately, you're like this guy, the guy who is like his closest confidant and like his father figure, yeah. is gonna end up being the bad guy. You kind of figure that, but then the other two guys who are like actually worse, yeah. who are actually going around blowing people away, are like John Goodman and the uh, the dude with the dude with the toupee <laughs> and uh, toupee yeah. man. Would have been pretty cool if they could get, uh, this, this is they could almost, get William Forsyth to be that guy. This is, this is almost, a, almost a John Goodman episode too. He's in two of these. Yeah, he's in two, and of he's these. fucking great. In and then this one, it's it's uh, it's a because John he plays Goodman, a lesbian in Mercy too. <laughs> it seems like a very it seems like a very small role for for John Goodman well, in this it's one. Early, and then, and you're, it's yeah, early, it's early John but Goodman, yeah. uh, but you're just sort of like John Goodman. Huh? I guess he's just going to be in the background. Not really. No, no, yeah, he's that's because that's the thing. That's what I like about it is that like it ends up that you they're backgrounded, but then when it turns out that the bad guys, you kind of feel like oh, okay, but mm-hmm. it's not. I feel like some movies it feels almost like a cheat, or yeah. where you're like, where well, you're like, you know, where think, you're like, you're like, this is this is, but in this one it feels like no, that feels right, and you know, I also think it works, and it's interesting you bring this up because I had a problem with this exact sort of thing in Sea of Love. So we'll Ex- talk yeah, about yeah, that, yeah, yeah, man. But love. but uh, but in this one, it's weird because. If this movie has a problem, it's that I feel like they don't necessarily mesh the two tones super well. Like, once it gets into the third act, it's, like, a little too much of the cop stuff. Yeah. But 
it's so charming the whole rest of the time that you kind of just let it go. And I think that's one of the things with the John Goodman, like with those two guys being revealed as the villain, it's like, you know, that's because that's not the movie that I'm the most interested in here. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also like the Ned Beatty reveal is actually really pretty fucked up where he like is going to fucking, he's like putting his gun in his mouth outside the hospital. And he's like genuinely fucked up over like having to like reveal this and that his, and that like his brother got shot over it and stuff. And he's like, like, he's like, fuck, I fucked up. It's this whole fucking corrupt thing that yeah. I've been doing. I'm gonna blow my brains out, and then like Grace Sabrisky sees him, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I don't know what I'm doing." That's amazing too. Because like, Ned Beatty runs, Ned he just Beatty runs is, away. Ned Beatty is really good in this <laughs> yeah. too. Ned Beatty is always good. No, I know. You find the movie that Ned Beatty's not good. That's in. true. That's true. But uh, but he's he's I, he's great in this. But yeah. like, there's I like a great. How, scene. I like how close to all like the the the. the 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 head of the corruption that it all ends up being and I and I sort of suspected that was going to be the case but it's still like it gets pretty it gets pretty intense mm-hmm. while still still staying fairly light at the same well, time. Well, I think it's pretty cool. I think the great thing about it is that like you I I really love both of the main characters and so yeah. like at the end when they're getting into an action scene it's n- doesn't feel perfunctory. It feels like I don't want these people. Yeah, car- I don't want these people to get shot. God forbid you're actually concerned about them. There's a yeah. great. There's a great at the beginning of the action scene when they're like going to the boat and they're like gonna you know. We skipped over a bunch of stuff, but basically we need to get back to that sex scene. But go on. But ba- basically, Ned Beatty's doing a whole drug deal thing. But they're going to this boat and there's this great part where like he's like, she's like sort of like scared. She's like, I don't want to be in an action scene. But then he's like, stay here. And he's like, she's like, yeah, okay. And then she like looks around and kind of gets scared and then like kind of sneaks up behind him. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, she's like, and he's like, okay, come, come on. But <laughs> yeah. it's like this really cute scene. You're kind of, I don't know. So they're, while the thriller's happening, it still is like, having fun because it's one of those it's one of those things that you, that you see in movies that frustrates you where like someone goes hey like behind someone they go ah and you're like but she, like, she recognizes it. it they both recognize that it was a stupid thing and she's like oh uh yeah sorry i mean right. i'm gonna go i'm not gonna <laughs> it's what am i gonna do stay you know it's a kind you know, of a it laugh is, out loud moment it isn't them getting all shot at but yeah we'll get let's get let's skip let's get back to the hot stuff before that she finally <laughs> she finally like in the middle of the movie or something like that she finally succumbs to his charms in this scene uh this is a scene that uh she goes up to his apartment who cares yeah and, and this is a he's scene. got a little uh, stuffed gator that's his buddy he's got a stuffed gator he's it's got like a, he's Don got johnson a, has the gator in miami vice i thought you college boys Elvis. like sleeping on the floor he's got another toy gator that he plays with at work too he likes a, gators he's got a butt plug gator he refers to it <laughs> put that gator up my butt there shell that's a spicy gumbo and then like the accordion comes we from new orleans it's a big easy. <laughs> Give me a plate of crawdaddies <laughs> and that face. Just dancing around with a butt plug. <laughs> it's a pretty funny movie. Uh, but like they're they're up in the apartment, just sort of fooling around in bed, and uh, and and she, it's like one of those things where she's uh, she's half under, both half undressed, and she's like, I can't do this, and it's like, well, you're very horny. I feel like you're probably gonna do it. And she's out stowing Madeline Stowe, I think, as far as horny acting is concerned. Oh yeah, like it's astonishingly horny acting because she is like s- extremely seduced. And then at a certain point, Dennis Quaid gets a call. You know, a moita that went down or whatever. <laughs> and this whole time he's going like, "What that that a moita?" Oh, actually, I'll he's, got be a, there. he's got a pager. It says M O I D A on it. Yeah. Moita. Yeah, we got ourselves a moita. But That's she gets. You know. a, but she and gets she a page too. <laughs> but she is in the throes of horniness the whole time he's yeah. having this discussion. Ellen Barkin. It's really something. I, w- I would She's say, just like, good lord. I would say that, like, because I'd seen this in Sea of Love before, and that's one of the things that I remembered about both of these movies is, like, how horny Ellen Barkin is. And she's, yeah. and like, we talked about it at last episode, too, about the sex scene with her and uh, 
Larry Fishburne. Larry Fish on the yeah, and like that's a fully closed sex scene. But you're like you, Ellen Barkin is actually having sex with him. I think there's all, there's like, I don't know that he is. I'm sure it's fantastic horny acting. Do you remember that scene in, Oce- in Ocean's Thirteen where she's like all turned on by Matt Damon? That's right. She's doing, she's doing the same shit there. The too. nose, the nose plays. Nose. Yeah, the nose, nose plays. plays. I like those like <laughs> yeah. movies. Uh, anyway, she looks great in it. Uh, and but, she's Pacino's. She's Pacino's assistant in that. So let's see a love. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they're, they're, that scene that scene is really good though because it's like real horny, but also there's they're fully clothed. I remember time. very very vividly <laughs> uh, when I was in college. I was in the dorms my first year in college, and we had a discussion about what our favorite sex scene in movies was. And one of the the girls that I was in the dorm with, who was older than everybody else, she was like 24, like the oldest person we'd ever met in our lives, <laughs> and she was like the scene in the Big Easy. Oh, that makes me so horny. <laughs> And I hadn't seen it before, and I was like, "Mental note: Watch that movie." And she was right. And it and it that's what's funny though. Change, is when you tell that story, you change it to like year eight, and that's your babysitter. <laughs> she's like, she's like this sixteen, right, like fifteen year old girl, neighbor girl, who your mom gets to watch you while like you're. And then she's like, "Here, I'll show she's you." Like, have you seen The Big Easy? And she just tells you about how horny it makes it her. Makes me so. It makes me horny. so horny. And now this is a bad story. While <laughs> yeah, she's, it's not fun. While now. she's eating all the all the food from your parents' fridge, <laughs> yeah. it's like a story from Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what drove you to become a lesbian. That's right. Ugh. Mercy, Mercy <laughs> we'll is like Mercy is like the dirtiest of all three of these, but the least horny. <laughs> it is not like sex. Yeah, uh, but the Big Easy does. Big Easy sure mm. does. Big Easy, it's fu- it's all fun and sex. It's and just stuff. very horny. And, uh, uh, well, we go like through a progression. I like, mean, this movie is where like sex is fun, and you know, get right. a good workout, and this is sweaty, good, you know, That's healthy right. sex. The second one, Sea of Love, is like eh, we had a lot to drink, and we don't really shouldn't. Sex is complicated. Sex is complicated. But, sex is, but, 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 but like we like it. Sex right. is natural. Sex is fun, but right. sex but, like, is best when it's one on one. one. Yeah. <laughs> and then the third it. one is like don't. Do it. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. It fucks you all up. It's it ain't any kind of fun. Disgusting. Yeah. Don't be horny at all. <laughs> Don't do it. It's wrong. D-B-H. Have mercy on yourself. Don't have sex. Uh, so <laughs> only people that have sex had been molested before. That's why exactly. people have sex. Uh, but then Big Easy is just like kind of a series of scenes. There's like a whole conspiracy of these like these uh, under underworld bosses getting knocked off. Mm-hmm. One of them gets blown up in the in like the this warehouse where they store Mardi, all the uh, Mardi, Mardi Gras, Gras graveyard. But it's like a place where they yeah Mardi Gras graveyard, and he's the one who gets blown. He's been blown up and burned John, up. John Clem Van Dam and Lance Henriksen <laughs> are shooting each other in the other side they, of the set. They've uh, <laughs> they've ripped his heart out, which is like supposed to lead them to these other gangsters but then right. that guy's like i didn't do shit i can't believe they're talking to me and then that guy gets murdered in his backyard what's the, what's the voodoo gang guys uh, uh daddy mention daddy daddy mention that's a really great that's voodoo gangster great, name great and, name. and that's like and he's a big fat dude with like 50 kids and yeah. 78 grand and that's the kind of thing too that's one of the guys that i'm like i think that i don't know who the actor was right but i imagine that guy's just a new orleans guy because yeah. that guy that so. guy seems real not like he's a real actually a gangster Isn't he just he, like eating he a might fucking just piece of chicken while he's talking <laughs> to her and shit lord i wish i wasn't so fat <laughs> right? it's too I hot mean, today i mean the, the movie... bible told me to be fruitful and multiply <laughs> and then he's like excuse me for a moment <laughs> gets blown away this this movie made me like because that's why I think it's better than a lot of the Hollywood New Orleans movies. Is I feel like it's made by someone who actually likes the city mm-hmm. and wants to like drive have it you know drive around in it, and it feels like 
lived in. It reminded me more of like Treme. It's not as good as that, but it had like that feel. Like you, you touch on a guy like this, where you're like, this is probably just a real guy who lives guy. there yeah. that got cast in this movie. I don't know. It has, you know, it feels. It's more... got that real, real world New Orleans season flavor to it. Is what you're trying to say? <laughs> kind of. It's got yeah. that NCIS New Orleans. Flavor. Kind of. Well, because you brought, you guys brought up that uh, bullshit uh, uh, yeah. Alec Baldwin one, and right, right. which is which is totally which is totally like the like the thing where it's like this is the this is New I'm Orleans. Find those this men is and New women Orleans. I'm gonna squeeze Nolan. extra. Hard. And this one, they're everybody's doing the accents, but it still feels like uh, like this is a place where people live or something. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't think I don't think there's anything. Thing happens on the bayou in this one. No, mm-hmm. like, no. Whereas, like in, in Heaven's that, Prisoners, yeah. it's exclusively on the bayou, right? Which is, I think, like maybe four people live on the <laughs> New bayou. New Orleans in city on the bayou. Yeah, but, but everybody it, lives in a bayou shack. I, I, but I like, I like all the little, like I like that scene, even though it's like fucked up. But like the scene where the cop, like, uh, like ar- arrests her, quote unquote, mm-hmm. arrests her to take her oh, to Dennis Quaid. It's so obnoxious. But it's, but I thought that scene was funny because the guy, she's like, she's like, what do you, what do you, what am, what's the charge? And he's like, well, I guess it's the, you ran across that bridge over there, so that's trespassing. And then he's, he's, <laughs> and like, I'm not gonna, he's like, now you're resisting arrest. One count of being mad at a police officer. <laughs> he's like, but he's smiling the whole time. It's very like, he's, it's essentially him going like, just get in the car. I'm not gonna, we're well, not under arrest or whatever. But yeah. it's, it's also, we do things in knowledge. She's annoyed because she's getting, yeah. She is in Shanghai. This is fantastic. Rightly annoyed because this is after he's successfully, he was, he was arrested. He was yeah. actually on trial. Dennis Quaid was, yeah. and she was the prosecuting attorney, and he got off because uh, this evidence was destroyed because he threw a big, he threw a super powerful magnet into a bank, which then got taken to the evidence room and put next to the tapes. He that, the videotape. <laughs> yeah. He's the so corrupt. He's got he's this super corrupt. I like, like this, his, the wig that he's wearing, I like the, the yeah. whole disguise. He's is in really character and everything. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny. He is, but he's like wildly corrupt. Like, oh. I mean, that is as corrupt. I mean, it's, it's not quite Romeo is bleeding corruption no. where you're like actually helping people get murdered, but like. No. God damn. But it's like, uh, yeah. That's fucked up. Totally, this movie a lot reminded me of another movie that I love called, uh, that's uh, uh, Mammy Blues. Mm. Oh, yeah. It reminded me, of the tonally, not necessarily in the, but sort of how it's like, there's a thriller in here, sort of. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit the, more. That's a bit nastier, but yeah. that one's also a bit a bit sillier. Yeah, like it's like it gets grosser, but also it's but it's like price also check like, Uzi squirt gun. It's also like sillier, but uh, but, but it's a similar tone. Like just that, that scene, especially that scene where he's like in that ridiculous costume. Like here's my plan to get off with this. I'm gonna there's a big magnet, and yeah. it's and it's after he. So this is I do like this scene a lot, but it's it's right after he gets off being insanely corrupt, and Ellen Barkin knows exactly what the fuck he did, and then and she's fu- you know she's mad she's at fucking him. furious, rightly so. For, for absolutely, and then this fucking cop asshole friend of his like basically abducts her for no reason while she's like, jogging. While yeah. she's jogging, takes her over to this you know Cajun Bayou shack or whatever. The f- it's not it's the like bayou, a house, but, it's, it's <laughs> like, you know. But everybody's playing Zydeco. They're having a crab boil. Well, they're having a, a they're, crab boil. They're basically having a barbecue. Yeah, yeah. A Cajun barbecue. He's playing well, Zydeco it like music. Somebody's wedding. And they're like having a big <laughs> every every event in Nolans. It's a wedding. There's, yeah. there's all weddings every like two, twice a day. And. Uh, and then and then then she shows up there and she's like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" And she's like, "You know, you don't have to be here." And she's like, "Well, where's the phone?" And then she comes and she's like looking for a phone and everybody there is mad at her because she's the prosecuting attorney. No, so she got dragged here and then there's people going like, "What's she doing here?" Oh, well, I don't there's, like her. there's some people going, "What's she doing here?" But she's real blustery and mad and so like at least half of the guys keep looking at her because she's like, dr- you know, she's wearing her she's like workout gear. Yeah. She's looking really hot. I'm she looks sorry. Looks good in that jogging. She looks, she looks really cute here. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and 
she's walking to the house, like sort of stomping up to the house to use the phone. And all right the guys are furious. like, oh, yeah. They're like smiling. And One like, of them goes, ha she got a real mad on. <laughs> yeah. It's really disgusting. It's but, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but and, it's she's, and, she, and she plays, she's both basically in this movie mostly either horny or angry. Yeah. And she plays <laughs> them both very well. She, yeah. I, I feel, but also I feel like in this scene, in the movie's defense, you aren't supposed to be. You are supposed to be on her side a little. Oh, absolutely, sure. absolutely. You're not, you're not supposed to be like the like. Hey, this is hilarious, and let's leer at her. No, you're this, supposed to be no, like, no, be like what the fuck These is this? These people are being obnoxious, and you and, and you but feel every bit. And of he it. doesn't. Funny, it's, like, that's like that Howard Hawks vibe, where it's exactly. like you know you're you're in it with her, and it's but it, the the comedy comes from like just the way that these people all bounce off each other. It's not like and, and, and it's and it's pretty cool because it culminates in like. This scene where Dennis Quaid is like, "You got to dance with me." She's like, "Fuck you! Yeah, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here." He's like, "You got to dance with She's me." She's like, "Fine, I'll fucking like, dance fine, with I'll you." Fine, I'll dance with you. And she dances, she dances with him a little bit, and goes, "Are we done?" And then just yeah. storms away. And then, and then, but before she storms away, says something along the lines of, uh, "You could be a much better person," or like, "This yeah. is bullshit." This is what basically lays it out for him. This is why it's fucked up that you did this shit, and, and that you are the way that you are. And then she storms away, yeah. and that's that. And he's kind of like, "Fuck," because yeah, he thinks it's. It. Cause he's like he, he really likes he, her. He thinks he really he actually likes her, and he thinks that this is like what you do. Yeah, like this is he thinks this is totally charming and okay to do is like have this lady abducted and brought like hey we're still friends right even though I like totally fucked your case yeah. against me. Bombed. Yeah. I may have actually like hurt your career. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And then, and but then, but, and that's, but they end up together, just, and that's yeah. like starts this. He legitimately after this scene is like, I'm gonna, he goes he goes into the office and he's like, I want off Take the widows and orphans fund. Yeah. He wants to be a good man. And the other two and cops, it never to the him. other two cops. By the way, he goes into a, a, a locked room. He opens the door, and it's there's two cops in uniform just counting cash. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Hey boys, take me off the widows and orphans fund. And they're like, what? what? And he goes, Take me off the pad. Like if there was a wire in that room, it's just like everybody. Oh, yeah. He actually basically. Basically says I don't want bribes anymore. Yeah, yep. it's so funny. It's, it's essentially and like, like, what if, are you uh, talking about? Yeah, Remy McSwain off the pad. It's essentially like if McNulty, uh, right, uh, becomes a good guy. Yeah. In, in the wire or something, they're yeah. like, wait, what? No, no, I don't want. It's like when McNulty stops drinking in the yeah, wire. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? What is happening? What the fuck happened? Jimmy McNulty's <laughs> not drunk. So this good. also occurs in L.A. Confidential uh, to a certain extent with uh, a lot of those characters. It's the sort of same arc that almost all that all three of those main characters yeah. have. Um, but I like I like that in this one it is like because he's genuinely likes this woman and like he's like I think I need to be a better person. Yeah, it's like, I re- that's the lady for me, and she is not having any of this. So I but better it doesn't be on the it doesn't narrow. dip into melodrama. It doesn't take nope. that route. It's no, it's, it's it fun. Stays light. No, it stays. It's light. fun when he like when he goes about like cleaning himself up. It's yeah. like you're like yay, this is neat. Yeah, you're you're like it's as enter- it's as entertaining for when he become when you're like yes you're becoming a good cop as it was fun to watch him be like a yeah. bad cop and throw magnets through bank windows while he's dressed in a ridiculous costume and she finally <laughs> convinces him like that this is that the there's no gang war this is all being coordinated by the cops and he obvi- for obvious reasons he didn't want to accept this because he's re- related to every single cop I think in yeah. the force well, it's like uh, striking distance yeah, where right? all the cops are related <laughs> he realizes and, uh, hey uh, uh, it's like we got a little conspiracy going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he's like, man, yeah, he's pretty undeniable. And he just like straight up starts working with her and like starts trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And of course, people don't like that. Well, he realizes yeah. that it's cops when they kill that uh, the one uh, Daddy gang leader, Daddy mentioned, because he like he gets hit by the car and he like it's the, clearly the windshield smashed. But he's like, that's an unmarked police car, and so that's when he's like, what's going on here? So yeah. okay, so he knows it's an unmarked police car, and then. Shortly after that, they're like investigating it, and it's raining, and that's when his brother he sends his brother out, and then his brother gets shot. Yeah, 
out right this outside. Is, this is so place. like he he starts to actually investigate his own office, and immediately his brother gets blown away. They think it's people keep confusing him with his which, brother. Which, they think which it's I, him. Which I think is like why that scene that I think is just a really funny gag where she like but grabs it pays his balls off so well. It, it actually off. like it actually pays off yeah. at the end. Same same as the dudes the dudes toupee, mm-hmm. which keeps coming off That's and right. they keep messing with, and then when and then there's sort of a punchline for that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking great. But at this point, it's moving really fast because we're like well, the fully... movie's like maybe not even an hour forty. Yeah, it just it's goes. Really short. It just goes and goes. Yeah. And now it's now it's the part where you where you we're kind of like wrapping up. And and now that he's started in actually investigating and caring about this police corruption, everybody's mad, and it comes to a head almost instantly. And uh, and he finds out he immediately confronts Ned Beatty. Well, he confronts Ned Beatty at the hospital when they take his brother there. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then it comes to a head at the at the house, and this is where you get the scene where on the swing set, and Ned Beatty's going like, "I just uh, you know, I just wouldn't di- wanted to die with a little something, yeah. the, the, you know, I just wanted a little taste of the good life." And Dennis Quaid's like, "Well, it's pretty unacceptable at this point. Yeah, might have killed my fucking brother." Yeah. And then uh, yeah, and then that's where you get the scene where he's like pulls out his gun, and I, I couldn't tell I couldn't tell if he was gonna blow his own brains out or shoot Dennis Quaid. Well, he was on his knees. He's on his knees, but at that point, Grace Zabriskie comes out and is like, what's going on out here? And he runs and away. And he runs away. And then, uh, and then the... This is where you you know you get your final climax, right? Yeah, we're getting to the climax yeah. where like Dennis Quaid is. They've the, him and him like and, so him many and climaxes. Barkin, it's on and, the docks. Him and Barkin figure out like because he's like, where did that body come from? It flew down from here. How would it get? How would it get here? Oh, it'd get here with a boat. Okay, so they must be. It has something to do with the docks. Yes. So they find they figure out like it's going to be on a. It's going to the climaxes. They they basically go like figure out, out the climax ten, will take place on a boat. Six out of ten <laughs> climaxes that we do in movies take place on docks, and I'm fine with that. It's it's a good place. Uh, for for a few reasons that we'll get to. Well, I mean, I like I just. <laughs> I think that the setting is always fun because you know and then it's like different especially for an action scene when it's mm-hmm. like you know you take it from the boat into the water and so it's you know there's a lot of levels to you it you can blow up a boat also somebody which we do also here. also another person this is our third time third flare someone's kill. getting killed by a flare unbelievable. gun when unbelievable it was, it was funny too because like <laughs> there's a couple of bits with the flare gun like they use it more than once yeah. but not to shoot someone and I'm like please God, come on come I, on come yeah, on you, come guys, on. you guys watched this before I did and you said that there was another flare gun killing this and I was like alright alright we'll see that sounds too good to be true and there's a couple po- points when he like has yeah. the flare gun and he's shooting and it doesn't hit anybody and I was like are these guys are these guys fudging the truth oh no <laughs> there's a flare gun murder right in this. No, because like, there's a fucking flare gun murder in this. But I think it speaks to a lot of the movie that that like that like Jim McBride is like rule of threes or yeah. like at least trying to pay off things where like the guy gets grabbed in his crotch. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were my brother. Later on, some other guy's mistaken for his brother and yeah. shoot him. You're like, oh, it's like a punchline to the earlier gag or you know whatever. It's a Coen Brothersy type thing, kind of. Too. And then in this one too, where he's like, re- you're like, they're not gonna not shoot a guy with this. <laughs> right. It's the only weapon he has. He's gonna have to shoot a guy with this flare gun. And sure enough, he does. So Before that happens, satisfying. there's a part that I found you know, it's very sad but also that I thought it was kind of amusing where Ned Beatty oh, yeah. Yeah. Ned Beatty has been convinced by Dennis Quaid he's he's toying over a new leaf too yeah. and so he's like in this in the hole of the ship and he's they're all this heroin that's the, that's the whole deal it's like LA Confidential yeah. the cops basically took over the drug trade from yeah. the gangsters and were trying to you know keep that money for themselves big money in this drug trade and uh, and Ned Beatty's there's just like this whole <laughs> bu- a bunch of heroin and Ned Beatty's like cradling it, a bunch of it in his arms he's like we gotta throw this we gotta throw this heroin away I wanna be a good man now and john you goodman just, you could just do the heroin yeah just well this is what i thought was i don't know this is maybe just a stray thought that popped into my head but like john goodman and uh wig <laughs> wig guy are like uh, standing over him and going like well we ain't having no-. he's going like we gotta not do this anymore guys they're like well no 
And then it, Sean Goodman like shoots him. Yeah. And the hero, like the shotgun blast goes through the heroin into yeah. his body. And like later on, he's got like bubbles in his mouth. And I was wondering if he's going like, yeah, it sucks that I'm going to die, but I am so high oh, right now. <laughs> yeah. That shotgun blasted a bunch of you heroin think, into my body. You think the heroin kept him alive a little longer? <laughs> I liked, uh, <laughs> this is great. This is not the worst way to go, but in a way it is. I don't know. Because because he because he comes back he of course like is he not quite dead he gets a final hero moment he gets a hero he gets a hero moment and then dies as he as he starts on fire I liked yeah. when when they when they shoot when John Goodman shoots Ned Beatty he immediately is like shit yep <laughs> yeah well they they like, this they sucks. Sh- oh we fucked this up well no sucks because they kind of have to yeah yeah because they're like we have to fucking shoot him. no I know and then also, and then, also and then also go like but it's like shit. Because it's shit. Like we killed that guy who was our buddy. Yeah. Shit. We got to clean this up yeah, now. Now shit. this is way yeah. out of control. This is a disaster. Shit. Yeah. Now we're in charge, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's really. It's just a nice little touch. Yeah. John. Go- By the way, John Goodman is barely in this, but as as with every John Goodman performance, I love him. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> this is John Goodman for God's sake. I mean, an indelible performer. <laughs> yeah. National treasure. God. And we, we'll get we'll get into more John Goodman in, oh, in the next we got one. More John I, Goodman coming. I, he's uh, that was anyway. But but anyways, this is the like the the boat is now on fire because of all the action that happens. And, this and was, Dennis Quaid's like, we got to run. The boat's about to explode. Well, Dennis Quaid and Alan Barkin show up at the at the place. They they get into a whole. Sh- they're they're getting shot at by John Goodman and the other guy. Uh, John Goodman gets sh- killed by. Ellen Barkin falls on Ned Beatty's dying body, and then Ellen, uh, John Goodman gets shot by Ned Beatty. I mm-hmm. believe he yeah. gets killed. The other guys uh, oh, on top Quaid. of a bo- on top of this roof of this boat, like shooting at Dennis Quaid. Who Dennis Quaid ends up shooting him with the flare gun, and he falls into the water. And there's a great shot of his like dead silhouetted body being silhouetted by the flare, and oh. his and his and his. Uh, his his toupee bobs yeah. pops up. I'll, in put, the water it on, next I'll put it to on Twitter and Instagram. It's fucking great. So I'm flare, also gonna put a clip up of Dennis gun, Quaid's accent. Flare gun uh-huh. kills. Put the, it, we'll do the do the restaurant scene. Um, yeah, I think it might be the restaurant scene. I can't remember yeah, which but one. Yeah, but there, I love I like that. Just the chase scene here is re- mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. It's great. Like they're like because they're getting because they're like in the water and the, it's like that kind of thing where she's like behind this she's peeking up behind this corner of the boat and Goodman's you know in the background and he like sees her and like shoots at her with a shotgun and it blows up like a chunk of the boat right next to her head. I love action scenes like mm-hmm. that where you're like, these people are actually in danger. Yeah. Like you yeah. you know that they're not gonna blow off Ellen Barkin's head in this. Sure. But like I like at least feeling like maybe these oh, characters are in danger. You know, otherwise it feels like a police academy uh climax. And uh, and as we so often say in like the best movies, quick uh, cut from uh, mon- what do you say? Monsters, Mon- Monsters dead, dead, roll, dead roll credits. And yeah. this one, it's almost a little better. It's Monsters yeah. Dead, cut to credits with them, with them dancing around dancing after happily. being just married. Because the boat blows with up. With Zydeco music yeah. playing. The over boat them. blows up, and then it cuts. Smash cuts to them coming through the door, married. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah, love it's it. Great. It's fucking. And then awesome. the credits it, just start rolling just, over that. It's it awesome. just was like because the whole I like I love this whole movie, and then that that end the end action scene is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, it could end here. Or they could like it could end with them looking at each other, being soaked, and going like, "Ha, huh, what about that?" But instead, it, like that? it cuts to them and they're married, and it made me just smile real yeah. big. I was like, "This is fucking great!" This movie, the movie knows what it's interested in, which is these two characters, and like it's like it, also there's going to be a thriller briefly, yeah. you know, and it does fall into the category of a thriller, but it is, you yeah. know. Sure. But like it's a, it's, it's a zippy fun thriller. Yeah, it just happened to be like I don't know. I if I if you guys can think of another one, but I, I'm watching this, I was like, I don't think we've done a movie that's been like this no, much really. fun. Not like, in a while, anyway. Yeah, if there was one, I've forgotten. Well, like it. stuff like Wild Things. Wild Things, yeah, yeah. But yeah. This, even but even Wild Things is still like like ooh, look at these fucked up people, and yeah. this one's more like hey, these I like these I like I want to hang out with them. What about Disclosure? 
<laughs> yeah. uh, I, d- I do think disclosure is very fun. What about Hook? Oh, come uh, on. That That's was... pat- patrons only. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, and also no. What about Unforgettable? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, we all did right. It. Let's get some quotes uh, here. I don't, you know, I don't have a whole lot, but there's like, a, this movie's very funny, and there's one part right after the, this exchange. It's very on the nose, but whatever. I'll forgive it. Where, uh, where basically he's uh, barking, is talking to Zabriski, uh, Quaid's mom, and she's like, uh, and Zabriskie's like, he's a good boy. And she's like, uh, Barkin's like, he could be a lot better. And she's like, what are you going to do, fix him? Well, that's what <laughs> happens. But like short, like seconds after <laughs> this am. happens, Zabriskie notices that Ellen Barkin is in this jogging outfit. And she's like, why are you dressed like that? <laughs> and Ellen Barkin goes, oh, I've been running. And she goes, running? <laughs> <laughs> like she'd never heard of such a thing. Well, you want a traveler for that? Gives her a solo cup with fucking Sazerac in it. <laughs> Was Gatiss chasing you? <laughs> Uh, Dude, one of the best things about New Orleans is like the uh, the to go cups. Oh man, you want uh, the to go? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Goddamn right. Yes. I mean, I that's, do. I can't. I want to go there so bad, but Molly doesn't drink. Oh. <laughs> it's just like oh, well, me. It would just be from me what I've heard. Her. It's we'll, a drinking we'll go, town. We'll go sometime. Okay. Because that's what that's all I want to do is like, all right. So we go. Should we go somewhere else? Yeah. Well, let's have one more. Oh, oh I can just take it with me to the next place. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And it's very, it's very much, yeah. Forgive me for put it for saying this this one, but this is just to point out that this movie did come out in 1986, and I did think it was kind of funny. Uh, but like, the, there's a scene where in this warehouse explosion that killed a bunch of like gangsters and <laughs> this, stuff. Is, is, they this find is, a burned this is up, a funny line. They find a burned up corpse, yeah. and uh, and he goes like that. Oh, that's uh, one of the head gangsters, the uh, little brothers. He's a retard. Yeah. And then uh, and then someone goes, oh man, they're killing retards now. <laughs> and then the you know, Dennis Quaid says, oh man, now they're killing retards. And then the lady. Goes, Goes, then why ain't you dead? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I did actually. I did actually <laughs> clock that. I, the accordions. I clocked that line, and I thought I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, "That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's pretty. That's. I mean, that's like uh, good. You know, just good. Uh, good. Good cop. Good cop, <laughs> good cop talk. That's good old fashioned 1986 dialogue right yeah. there. But just uh, good cop banter, you know, just like, yeah, you know, that's, they're saying inappropriate things, but I feel like that's how they yeah. would probably say it. We give each other shit. We cops. Um, uh, ratings. Four Juds. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to give it three and a half Douglases. Mm. Uh, you know, it's romantic as well as sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's more. There's that one scene we were talking about, but then there are a few other, yeah. like... There's, it's very there's steamy. A, there's a lot of, like, steamy sex, but but it's all very... Um, it's romantic. Fun and romantic yeah. as opposed to, like... Smutty. Weird and smutty, yeah. <laughs> necessarily, so... Yeah. Uh, we'll do, we'll deal with other movies that are going to oh, get four yeah. Douglases this episode. <laughs> it's uh, going to get so smutty. I'm going to give it three and a half Douglases because you know it, I wouldn't call it sleazy, but on the on the the sexy factor, it's quite high. It's hella horny, hella horny, very romantic. I liked it. Very sweet movie. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give it ten out of ten uh, hellacious Nolan's accents. <laughs> <laughs> and this, oh oh god, one other thing that I didn't want to point out. I'm not sure if I have a clip to share online. But just when you think like you, you, nobody can be outdone with these terrible New Orleans accents, there, there's a lawyer. He's like a sleazy lawyer that represents oh, that guy, Dennis yeah, yeah. Quaid and all the crooks in town. And all the he's like the, he's you know the traditional like I'm a lawyer. I'm here to represent whoever. And uh, you know the who cares about morality? But it's it's, yes, it's, exactly. it's kind of fun. It's important, I guess, for funny at least that he represents the cops and the criminals. Yeah, yeah like eh, whoever, whoever, because they're all crooks. Whoever pays yeah. the bills. <laughs> um, but like, but he is introduced. Uh, uh, he is introduced, and everybody's already been talking in a crazy accent. But his accent is so fucking nuts and over the top that, it, like, you almost expect that one of the characters to go like, "Are you making fun of me?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, hello, dear. We gonna do a trial today." And you're like, "What the fuck?" 
It's just insane. But anyways, mm-hmm. like he's kind of a highlight. Anytime he's talking, I'm laughing. Uh, I'm going to give it um, uh, three and a half Judds. Just very, very fun movie. Very solid. Uh, it's a real treat. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half Douglases because it is, it is sexy. Certainly not smutty. You don't see a whole lot, but it is sexy as hell. Uh, that lady that I went to college with was not wrong. It's a very good sex Your babysitter. <laughs> My babysitter <laughs> when I was eight. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 plates of shrimp etouffee. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm going, f- I'm going grits with that. four and a half Judds. Or Damn. Wow. No, yeah, I, I, I love this movie. And, you know, I don't know that it's actually the best like murder mystery movie or thriller or anything, but I just love it. Yeah. I just, I've watched this movie like probably three times now and I kind of went into this game going like oh you know every time you rewatch something I haven't seen it in maybe 10 years or something and I'm kind of like okay let's all right let's see and I was like oh no I still love it yeah. I still like it I you know it's just a very charming fun movie did you ever watch the show there's this TV show spinoff I don't think I have who's in it I forget mm. two seasons on USA so probably no one Oof, probably not Costas Mandalore yeah right <laughs> and Tracy Gold is <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> I have seen a lot and, of and Mitzi Capture from Silk Stalking. I have seen wow. a lot of episodes of it's too Riptide hot to sleep. on USA. Ah, oh, Riptide, so, great show. Uh, not quite the same, but does take place on a boat. Yeah, and, like has, a, and has a robot. And has a robot. So I'm going four and a half uh, Judds. I'm gonna go three Douglases because it's like it is hella horny and and sexy, but it's not. It doesn't ever quite get like dirty. Mm-mm. It's very. Uh, it's not. Ch- it's not chaste. Isn't the right word either because it's very like. They're like reaching it's sweet. into each other. It's, it's, it's like sweet and romantic, but they're also like reaching into each other's pants and like fingering each oh, other yeah. and stuff. So it's like still very. He's got that alligator butt. It's still plug. very horny. That's why when I that's why I texted you, it was like this totally reminds me of like His Girl Friday, yeah. except like hornier and gorier. <laughs> His like, Girl Friday would have been way better if they were just like fucking each other, sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> kind of, maybe. Yeah. Suck my dick, that movie, Russell. That movie is fucking great, but it might have been better if they yeah. were doing that all the time. <laughs> Just constantly, we need to go in this closet real quick and suck each other's dicks. Yeah, suck each other's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> on, let's have a quick sixty-nine in the closet here. <laughs> what are you guys doing in here? Say, say what's going on in here? Are you fucking each other, sucking each other's dicks? Are you all sucking each other's dicks and not uh, my dick. Suck my dick right now. That's a whole. That's what's a whole the meaning story. of this? If anybody wants, if anybody wants to tell, <laughs> me to tell you that story, that is that. one of my favorite stories. Yeah. I think that might be my I'm favorite gonna, story not, of yours. I won't tell it this time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I say that all the time. Gonna, <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, and uh, ten out of ten, crotch uh, brother crotch grabs. Oh yes, um, mistaken brother crotch. Mistaken that, that poor poor brother. Yeah, but he lives. He lives. Mistaken they, crotch identity. They do. They do a good like. A job of like you going like did they just kill that brother this movie got too dark and then they're like he's gonna make it there's like someone that no says, grace like, Briskey comes out of the hospital room and she goes he's gonna make it yeah yeah and then that's when she sees ned Beatty running away right and then she's like oh shit ned Beatty shot my son <laughs> my fiance shot yeah, my well, son well he didn't but like his dudes did. right his dudes did john it was john goodman that scene is really good because then he runs away and ned Beatty's like getting into his car and he looks back and they lock eyes like grace Briskey sees him and she's and he sees her and he just sort of like stops and sighs. Yeah, gets in his car yeah. and drives away. Oh man, what have I done with this? My is life? also so what, well, this is also that just reminded me. Not when we'll, we're going to move on, but that uh, like uh, that this is there's a great movie that you don't see in this movie, which is John Goodman and that toupee guy going around murdering <laughs> a bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> like just imagine, Brutally. just imagining that movie where they're like cutting people's hearts out oh, and blowing people's faces, blowing off. people's faces off, burning people it's to death. Pretty fucking gory. That's kind of like the, the 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 secret Lethal Weapon three because Lethal Weapon three opens with them. They they they're defusing right. a bomb and the, 
yeah, the building blows yeah. up, and then after the credits, another building gets blown up. They redo the gag, and I was like, so the whole time they were fighting the corrupt cops who were stealing the guns and using the the cop killer bullets, there was a mad bomber too. <laughs> I want to see that movie. <laughs> uh, all right, so Big Easy, that's that. Next, easy to easy to get down. Uh, next, we're gonna sail. <laughs> oh boy. We're going to sail out of the bayou into the sea of love. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. I uh, got a sea of love here. The, oh, that um, was really good. <laughs> also, I want to point something out before we get too far into this. This movie is called Sea of Love because of the song Sea of Love. I don't think that the they got the rights to the song Sea of Love for this movie because they play, they play it all the time. But they only but you they play like only parts of it, and then the song, the the Sea of Love at the end is a cover by Tom Waits. By Tom Waits, yeah. Ugh, and I'm like, I don't awful. know that they actually, I don't know. Well, they, they play like a part of it all the time. I'm not a big fan but. of that Tom Waits cover, but it's not as bad as the part where John Goodman and Al Pacino sing it to each other. I heard from one of you guys you caught a good one. Face down taxpayer, back of the head in his own bed. Your guys put an ad in the singles magazine, right? There's some psycho woman out there killing guys. Want to know how we catch her? We put our own ad in. We set up dates with 30, 40, 50 of the ladies who answer. We take them out, some restaurant, some bar, get their prints on a wine glass. Bingo, she's dropped. I don't believe in wasting time on this kind of stuff. You know what you know and you go with it. You go with what? I believe in animal attraction. I believe in love at first sight. I believe in this. No offense, but you never did get her prints, did you? She's not the shooter. Uh, no, because that's uh, like, come with, with me to the uh, sea. Uh, do well, you no, remember Pacino, when we met? He doesn't Pacino, even know how it but goes. The scene, the scene the before that. that you uh, became my pet. <laughs> the scene before that, Pacino <laughs> buys the record, and we hear, we see a scene of him listening to it, at least part of the song. We see him listening to the song at his house, and then the next scene is like him, and he's going, come with me to the sea of love. And you're like, do you, did you, did you, do you know the happened? song? And then yeah. John Goodman actually sings sing the song. Yeah. You're like, that's how the song goes. They also obey co- like podcast copyright rules, so every time that they play the song, they criticize it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's in the... <laughs> Which so maybe that's rule. maybe that's how they get I'll away with it. I'll tell you what's good about this song right here. <laughs> the cat totally, <laughs> totally out of the out bag. Of the oh, get ready for a lot of Al Pacino exes. <laughs> there is uh, and us coughing afterwards. There is a hurts. good. There's a great scene in this that uh, was like totally heat heat style, like uh, Al Pacino, where he yell, where he just yells <laughs> at her for and really he shouldn't be because he's in the wrong entirely right. at this point in the movie. But it was just reminded me of Heat totally. Like I don't remember what he said in this, but he might have well been saying, "You want me to tell you some junkie could cook their baby in a fucking microwave? Is that what you want to hear?" Because he I'm was hungry. Thought it was a sandwich. Chicken. Got I'm sorry. Overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this. Like, you had the quote. Uh, I've got I got a lot of quotes, but but uh, we, I mean we don't we'll I don't I just to wanted to get that it. out of we'll the way there. first because I thought that it was fu- it was something that struck me and I don't know that it's true but like it felt like the kind of thing where you're like because I felt like oh it's gonna end with the with the song Sea of Love but then it's a cover and I'm like did they just not like did the producers just go like we're gonna call it that they want too much money we're gonna play. 20 seconds of the song only every time and we won't we won't have to pay him anything and then we're going to get fucking Tom Waits to do a cover. Fuck you whoever owns the copyrights to Sea of Love. You asked for too much money. Harold Becker and team won't won't play ball. And we're going to fucking call the movie Sea of Love, you pieces of shit. And this is proves it cuz this is our third Harold Becker movie. Right? Four. 
four? What are, what are they? So it was uh, Unbelievable. Malice, Malice, Mercury Rising, Domestic Disturbance, and now this. And and like he's totally, which is what I thought when we first watched Malice and like actually is that he's like totally one of those guys who like has, he has ideas, but like he's totally also beholden to a script. And yeah. like if he has a good script, good material. the movie's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, he had, he had Aaron Sorkin on that one. He's got fucking Richard, Richard Price, Price writing this. Yeah, yeah. And so you're like, you're like, this is, okay. So he, and he's, you know, allowed more freedom with the, but then you watch like Domestic Disturbance <laughs> and you're like, whoever wrote that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nobody cared. But like you, but you can really tell he's one of those directors where you can really tell like, oh, I got a good script. I'm gonna, this is gonna mm-hmm. be a good one. Or he's like, eh, this will be a movie where I get paid to make a movie. It's not so bad. Well, I'll get to hang out our, with Steve Buscemi for a week. Our number one fan, Cody Party Downs, uh, sent a, sent us like a YouTube link to a, to a like a Q and A after a screening that they held for this movie. In oh fuck, New York. I forgot to watch it. I watched it. It was pretty interesting. Uh, First of all, the the most interesting thing about it is Pacino constantly references Richard Price's novel that this is not based on and doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, he's, he constantly is like, you know, this is based, Richard Price wrote the novel, and then he wrote the script. And, you know, a lot of the stuff comes from the novel, and no one corrects it. Is, is, there, is, there, is it possible, though, that there is a bunch of stuff of this from a Richard Price That's novel? That's entirely possible, but th- that doesn't come up. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Uh, the thing that I thought was the most interesting was that that it was it was Pacino and Becker and they the script had been around for a while and they came they came uh they were also going to do Johnny Johnny Handsome. Becker and Pacino oh. were going to do Johnny Handsome, which is a New Orleans movie with Ellen Barkin Another in it. Another Barkin movie. Yeah, wow. great. great. Uh, Walter, have you seen that one? Walter Hill. No. Walter Hill with, ended uh, up doing that, it with Mickey Rourke. That will, actually, we could have we could have done we, that instead of Mercy, but that but we'll do that for another one. It's it's really good. It's we'll worth do, checking we'll out. We'll do a Rourke. It's like, like a it's like a modern or Walter Hill. It's a Walter Hill, uh, Mickey Rourke neo noir. Yeah, it's about a guy who well, gets Morgan plastic Fre- surgery. Fucking Morgan Freeman's, Freeman's in it. In wow. it. Yeah. yeah, great cast. Good movie. Uh, yeah. But so they were going to do that, and then that didn't work out, and they jumped over to this one. And uh, it just thought it was funny because Ellen Barkin ended up in both. Right. Yeah, that's and, weird. <laughs> and that was also a New Orleans movie. It was just sort of like a weird yeah, coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think this movie is interesting. This was the this was the first movie El Pacino had done in four, four years, yeah. years. After, after Revolution really he tanked. Came, right, Revolution was a big, de- was really devastating for him, and he took a weird four movie. years. Al Pacino not doing a movie for four years. What was he this doing? This was a big comeback movie. Huge comeback him. movie. And it was a big hit. Yeah, I think it was a big hit. Yes, Crit- critically. But and I, I do find mm-hmm, it fascinating too, that like Al Pacino was like. I don't want to make movies. And then he came back for this movie about a killer who forces people to hump their beds naked <laughs> before blowing their brains out. Like, it's not he exactly had a really like... a weird period in this time. Like, he also, right around this time, like, early 90s, this is 89, but he did a movie that I've always really liked and I've seen, like, way too many, like, way more times than any other human. It's called Frankie and Johnny. Oh, yeah. With Michelle Pfeiffer, where she's a waitress and he's the new line cook at this diner and they fall I have in love. never watched that. It's extremely sweet. It's just, like, a yeah. cute mo- cute comedy space on a play. It's really good. And so, like, he was doing all kinds of weird stuff like this at this time. Theater people uh, really really despise that movie because apparently the original play that it's based on, the Frankie and Johnny are, like, middle-aged, sort of, like, frumpy people, and that's the whole point. Right. And then they get m- fucking Michelle Pfeiffer. It's still, <laughs> yeah. still a cute movie. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, this it's like yeah, the the movie opens with like a guy fucking a pillow <laughs> where, while the killer is behind is him. Is that actually the first shot? I mean, it's pretty it, much the first part be. of the movie, and like the song is playing and the guy is Come crying. With me, the dude, the victim, and the is camera crying. pans. Okay, because they try and it's a fake out. Yeah, because the camera pans and you see this dude's naked butt. It's yeah. like a close up, and the butt's thrusting, yeah, and you're like, well, okay, and then it gets to his head, and he's like, oh baby. 
Yeah, baby. But then he's, cr- he's crying. Like, oh. he's, he starts crying. He's crying while he's doing it. And he goes, this is okay. Is this okay? Is this okay? I was just like, wow. You realize this movie he's is being, awesome. He's being, he's forced being held at gunpoint. It's horrible. <laughs> Here we are laughing at this man being assaulted. It's pretty absurd. But it's pretty fucked up. It's really weird. I didn't movie, expect it to start that Al way. Al Pacino's comeback vehicle starts with an image of a naked man yeah. humping a bed, close up of his butt cheeks, and, and then being blown away. I do really love that song. Though. It's a great song. Right? <laughs> it's a great song, of course. I really like that song. See oh, you love. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) It's pretty good, but you sound like something else. Who do you... God, the the voice you're doing sounds like not Pacino, but also... What is it? It's reminding me of something. The only, like, my, my, the, the best I can do with my Al Pacino is like sort of a semi facsimile of him in Carlito's way. So it's going to oh, yeah. sound like him in Carlito's. Breakfast. Yeah. Where are we going for breakfast? Where he's doing, where he's doing he's the Puerto kind of Rican like a, accent. He's doing a slight Puerto Rican accent, but also he's got kind of like a jazz cadence to it. Like, where are we going for breakfast? You got to put like a bubble in we your throat. We got to go over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah oh. baby. I do the like the, the later like shouty Pacino, but yes. not as not the accent's not as good. This yeah. is sort of halfway in between. He's this is, this role is definitely kind of giving birth to shouty Pacino. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a couple very funny scenes where he really gets to explode, but then there's plenty of it when he when he's still kind of like internal. You my know, favorite tortured. my favorite part of this is the scene where he he takes her out for a nice dinner. <laughs> and, he, and he's just like bitching he's, about the service. He's, he's just so like, pathetic. He's totally tanking the date. It's so good. Where's he's like, I gotta do to get some service here. Yeah, so what, what are we gonna get the menu? I, I like this place, but I can't get a waiter to talk to me. And he's drinking. And she goes like, Maybe you should slow it down. He's like, Yeah, right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's so funny. El Pacino is a miserable, pathetic drunk in this. <laughs> and but here's the thing: aside from Alan Barkin, everyone is a miserable, Everybody's, pathetic drunk. Well, I mean, like, I mean, she's very, I mean, she's uh, very beautiful, but like, they're so pathetic together it's just Ugh. it's horrible <laughs> he, he his character i mean that's part of it i'm not it's not like um i noticed that this guy his the point of his character is that he's very pathetic yeah he actually says out loud like making the subtext text that like, i'm having a midlife crisis sort of situation right now yeah like, like the whole deal with him that is it's very sad it's like the anti-heat like he it's like in, in <laughs> it's heat. that it's that character two years later it's that character it's like it's like if you go, it's married. like if you watch the airport movies like in the first one george kennedy is like Ugh. a hotshot engineer by the third one he's like fucking vice president of the airline <laughs> in the last one he's a drunk pilot wow you know what i mean <laughs> and an it's the, it's the same character but he's just like he's had quite a ride and it's like yeah it's like if vincent hannah from heat moved to new york after his eighth divorce and now because like in heat he's like i'm a needle starting at zero going the other way it's like he is fucking negative 60 in this one it's so good uh he's just gotten he's just gotten divorced and his and his wife left him for his partner yeah Yeah. or for a guy in his squad and that is dick jenkins by the way yeah richard jenkins getting who's who i love uh, getting not a thankless role, but he's like he's very much like this, just there to be pushed around by I, Pacino I love, in like three or four scenes. <laughs> I love a uh, thing. I love. I about do Richard love Richard Jenkins. Jenkins. Of course you do. Yeah. What I love about Richard Jenkins is especially doing this podcast. Because, you know, I first noticed Richard Jenkins in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, you know that's, what I mean? I think that's when I first, like, started to see him regularly and noticed him. You watch these movies, that guy's been playing these roles yeah. for, like, 20 years before yeah. that. Like, he is endlessly showing up at these movies. <laughs> and he always looked that way, too. Yes, he has always the man, been the man 48 was, and yep, bald. <laughs> came out of the womb 48 and bald with, like, a suit on. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys that, show, when you see his name in the credits, I always go, oh, good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, There will be one good scene in this, at least. I kinda, yeah, you're like, oh. 
good Richard Jenkins is in this. Perfect. Will he have a mustache? Who knows? (laughs) Is he going to be like kind of nebbish or kind of creepy? Good good guy or or bad guy? Good guy or bad guy? Who knows? Is he going to be bald? Yes. 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 Yes, He will. Absolutely. He will be bald. He will be bald. That's the sequel to There Will Be Blood. <laughs> is he going he to, will be bald. Is he going to be Will Ferrell's dad? I don't know. I hope not. I don't know. Or is he, or is he the other guy's dad? Is he uh, John C. Reilly's dad? I don't remember. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you a little secret about me. I don't like that movie. That's, no. not, a, that's not a good movie. I have not been able to finish that movie. I've yeah. tried it's twice. Beloved, I, but I, I, I don't A lot like of it. people really love it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, um, but uh, Richard Jenkins is good in this one. Yeah. He's good in this. He's sort of. He's just sort of like in a bad position. And and the movie is. T- I, I don't, I don't want to like use a modern term to describe a movie that, that existed before this term even existed. But it's to a certain degree about to- toxic masculinity and a mm-hmm. guy grappling. Oh, one hundred percent. Because he because Al Pacino is going through some shit and he's mad at women there's a part in it when he's like one of the many times in this movie he's fucking drunk yeah and he's hanging out with a bunch of other drunk cops and he just goes fuck women yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know i'm not just like planting that idea it is no, about no, it's, it's about him grappling about. with that shit i mean the and, movie uh, ends up being about that when i mean especially when you find when out reveal when you killer, find out yeah. who the killer is yes which by, by the way i don't have you guys seen this before yes i saw it in high school because i'd seen it before but i had forgotten who the killer was okay. and so the whole time i was like uh, is this who it's gonna be? Is it gonna you know? Is it gonna be this thing? And then when it reveals who it is, you're like, well, of course this is who it is. It's a uh, Chekhov's. <laughs> well, Chekhov's. Well, do well, I want to say who it is? Because it's Chekhov's. It's Chekhov's. Chekhov's, Henry Michael, Chekhov's, Chekhov's, it's Chekhov's Michael Rooker. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like you're like you're like who's the killer gonna be? And then you're like, well, Michael Rooker showed up in the first act. So and yeah. then he doesn't kind of show up ever. And you're like, he shows up at the beginning. And why then would he Michael shows Rooker up in the middle for one scene? Yeah. And then it turns out he's a killer. Being, being racist. And yeah, I don't know. Or pretending to be racist. I just couldn't understand how. I mean, the relationship that he has with Ellen Barkin, it, it, let's just say it. I mean, it's it's her ex-husband. Yes. And it's just like, did no one even notice that they have the same last name? <laughs> I don't know. It's very unusual. It's uh, it's not the most satisfying part of this movie, but I do I did actually love this movie. B- and and Michael Rooker's that. whole mo is that he's psych- he's a psychotic dude who's angry about a woman, and Al Pacino is maybe on the way to that sort of thing because he's right. he's constantly enraged about his uh, his wife leaving him for Richard Jenkins. And there's a pointed piece of dialogue where Al Pacino's he's going like, hey, you know, he's he's kind of he's being an asshole. He's an asshole in this. He's being an asshole to Richard Jenkins, and he's like, I just want you to know that uh, there's no hard feelings about. Uh, my wife uh, hooking up with you, and he like puts his hand out to shake his hands with him. He's got a joy and, buzzer and in his hand. Yeah, basically, because yeah. Dick Jenkins is like, "All right, well, water under the bridge." He's like, "But uh, you did steal her from me." <laughs> and then Dick Jenkins is like, "I didn't steal shit." He what goes, are you talking goes, about? Goes, I stole her from you. He's basically like, "Fuck you," and walks Fuck out you, of this I like murder from scene. You? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be rad if he like grabs they they shake hands and he's like, "Also, you stole my wife," and then <laughs> he walks away. He's got a rubber hand. <laughs> <laughs> That son of a bitch got me. Got me again. Uh, or he does the like middle finger hand tickle <laughs> thing. Like, oh, I hate that. Oh, uh, we, he wasn't trying to make peace at all. Uh, we, so we already spoiled the ending, but that's fine because this is a this is a movie again. It's, it's not, not about it's the plot. This is much a movie that's ending. like uh, the the Big Easy is actually more about the relationship of these two characters and and honestly is kind of funny. There's yeah. like the whole plan that because uh, so this this killer's going around. They think it's a woman. John Goodman's from outside of town. He's from like the suburbs, and they get a murder that's the same. So they team up. Yeah, he so, and so John Goodman, John Goodman, John possibly Goodman, even more of an alcoholic than Al Pacino somehow. <laughs> John Goodman and Al Pacino uh, team up. He so, comes into the, the city to, inve- to, to investigate this, this serial killer. So they're immediately like, best friends. And too. the serial it's killer, cute. they think, I love it. They think it's a woman. Goodman because is fucking great in this too. They think it's a woman because uh, 
the all the men, all the victims are men. They're they're all naked. They've all been shot, and uh, they've all placed personal ads in this these like, rhyming personal ads in, <laughs> yes, this in this newspaper. Newspaper. So and, there's uh, a lot of poetry. And in then this. they find like they find a third guy. But yeah, uh, who has placed one of these ads, and he and they're like, so who did you go He's out? Like, with? I He's love like, my family. I love my family. And that, I never went out with anybody. That scene is great. That's what the other great thing about this is that Richard Price wrote it, so he has a great ear for like uh like dialogue, like the dialogue, the cop mm-hmm. dialogue and stuff is great. Like that scene particularly is fun because they're like they're like we. Don't give a fuck about your family, right? You know, and then that guy gets killed and that guy anyway. Gets killed anyway, and <clears throat> uh, but so they set up this sting operation where I, they, I love it. It's really funny where they place a personal ad and then like go on like a series of dates with all the women who respond to it. Yeah, and so like there's like a scene where Pacino is wearing a wire in this restaurant and he's like having a drink with all like one after another after another. Well, the plan because the plan and then Goodman's <laughs> playing the waiter. Yeah, and the plan is that they're going to get they they have they have, they have, they have fingerprints that they don't know who, the match. So the the plan is that they they're gonna they, get the women's drink, fingerprints and then a Goodman as the fake waiter yeah. takes the glasses and they put and I, I think the, the the evidence bag when he says it says murder glass yes it does yes it does <laughs> I love it That's it so says good. murder glass that's so good and like Pacino does it and he uh he, he, they're like, there's this weird teacher that he has a date with, and then like, there's like an the older, old, an old older lady, lady yeah. who actually, I, actually I, think I thought beautiful, who I actually thought might be the killer because I was kind of like, oh, she should, because just it seemed like because then there's that because it's very sad, right? When she like realizes what's going on or like that he's not, you're not interested, and then he's still there going on dates later because they're you know, and just, she's still there, and she's still there, and it's like he he seems he like sees oh, her, he's man, like oh shit, I'm a shit, and then he gets on the radio or whatever, he's like, how many more of these? And the couple sitting next to him is also cops and the guy goes like he holds up his hand like two more it's really funny <laughs> but i will say that when they because then they reverse later and john goodman is is on the dates and i will say that john goodman is better at being the waiter yes and i think paul, i think paul, it's, john i think goodman, it's actually, a joke about that i think john it's goodman implied, actually yeah. gets fucking laid from this yeah. thing. And, and i think it's implied that paul calderon who's also on the force was is going is like he's like putting on the like he's gonna be the waiter he's gonna be tomorrow shift, t- yeah. or whatever i like the part where john goodman john goodman's on a date with the with the lady that is into him and he's into her and like and <laughs> lots of ladies are into this, john goodman and this, in this was a lady who showed up after the first perp had been murdered when al pacino was drunkenly going through his his yeah. apartment when he's broke into this guy's apartment <laughs> to find evidence or whatever then this lady shows up responding to this ad and then she's like very sad and he has a conversation so later on she shows up because she responds to this other rhyming ad right. and it's with john goodman and they hit it off and pacino's playing off. the waiter and it just like the two of them are having a conversation and then it just cuts to a wide shot and pacino is just still there <laughs> like he's practically sticking his head over the table and john goodman's like did you get that drink did you order get that drink order <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> and John Goodman's character is great. He like just constantly wants to go out and get drinks with the cop. And I think part of it is like his character is like a suburban cop and yeah. he is he is the big so, city. He is so stoked to be like a city cop for yeah. a while. <laughs> and he just and he like he, he does not know Al Pacino at the beginning is they meet in like a like a cop convention or I don't know what the hell it is some sort of cop like it, it is Traffic I think court. they're giving was, people medals giving or people something medals, like that yeah. well because Al Pacino's character is like, getting his twenty hey, year yeah. Al Pacino he's getting We're his twenty now. minute AA chip is what he's getting well, there's he's, actually a scene in this there's a very strange scene in this before right before he meets John Goodman <laughs> where like a guy's going like We're giving medals out to all these cops and then he's like Hey, hey over there everybody shut up and you see Al Pacino karate fighting with a guy <laughs> yep. and you're like What the fuck is going, going on because it, you only well, see later like there's going to be a karate tournament, so <laughs> it never comes back because at one point <laughs> Martin Cove shows up and I'm like, wow, this is an interesting movie. <laughs> but at one point he goes like, uh, John Goodman goes like, 
he, like he's impressed by Al Pacino's weird play karate fighting and goes like, that's pretty amazing. How do you do that? And he's like, I get in a beef with a guy. I hit him fast. I hit him a lot and I'm out of there. But then John Goodman's like, that's why they give us guns. <laughs> I think he says that afterwards. <laughs> he's like, I thought that's why they gave us guns so we don't have to learn how to fight. Then he, and then he's like, he's like, aren't you the guy doing this murder? Well, I'm doing another murder that's the same. Anyway, we should team up. Anyway, so they, they say, and then they sing "Sea of Love" together, and they're best friends. John Goodman's also got like problems with women. This one, he he tells this like story. This is this is right before Al Pacino goes. Fuck. He tells women! a story about how like he had this babysitter, and she had <laughs> told him about the scene in the Big Easy. I was only eight years old, and she's talking about how horny she is from the Big Easy. It's crazy. A movie was, that a movie, a movie that, that I was, I was in. in. <laughs> But, but this is like his his story because John Goodman's married and maybe a little bit maybe a little feeling the seven year itch or something like that and he's like my yeah. wedding night I wake up my wife's got the tattoo needle and the eye shades and I look down I got property of on my balls yeah. I'm only kidding but you catch my drift yeah. I'm only kidding like, but you catch my drift it's what's funny is that like, like she didn't actually pick up what I put down here she what's, didn't put a tattoo on my balls it's funny because you like reading that dialogue it's like yeah but when John Goodman says it it's really funny yes I'm just saying. He's yeah, good. I'm not as National good an National Treasure as John, John Goodman. Goodman. Absolutely. <laughs> you ever do that? I mean, you know, people are always talking about like what's, you know, like when Prince died or it was like, oh yeah. my God, heartbroken David Bowie, terrible. When John Goodman dies, I'm going to fucking, what are we going to do? But it's astonishing how much John Goodman we've got. I know. Considering it's he's a, a great big fat person. <laughs> he's not, it's he's amazing. Not he's he's still lost alive. so much weight. He's lost a lot of weight and God yeah. bless him. Thank yeah. God. But like, he, like that's. How old is he now? John Candy didn't make oh, it past know. 50. I don't yeah, think he even made it to 50. He was like 45. No, he made it to like 400. John. Oh, oh, I see, I see no. what you're saying. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was really unfair. He I'm was sorry. a great big fat person. He so. was a great actor. I love John Candy. JFK. <laughs> see John Candy and JFK. So, so these guys are going on fake dates, and then Ellen Barkin shows up. Yeah, yeah. And she's and, and, and she Ellen is Barkin. she is like Ellen Barkin. Good Lord. She's got this. She's got the most '80s hair. She's got I've a really seen. trashy New York kind of. She's got a red, a, br- a she's blood red leather, jacket. awesome red leather jacket. And and it's just sort of the sort of thing where like date after date, El Pacino's like, oh, here's another lady. All right, sure. And then and then it just cuts and it's <laughs> Ellen Bar- it's Ellen Barkin being just being Ellen Barkin and looking that way and it's like, whoa, here we go. <laughs> I love your Serpico era Al Pacino. I can't get over it. <laughs> I do it. an earlier Al Pacino, I guess. Yeah, it's a Serpico it's Serpico yeah. Al Pacino. Oh, I got uh, so many corrupt cops. What time? Don't you uh, don't you like your drink there? You know what? You want to take a drink? She won't. She's like she's not, just sort of like she's I'm not, not having not it. having it immediately. And she's, she's like, like she's I'm like, all about animal attraction, and I'm not feeling it with she's you. She's right like now. this is bullshit, and and a, a lot of that is to uh, lead you to believe like you're supposed to. Most of the movie is that she's the murderer. It's interesting having seen this more than once and knowing who the killer was the whole time. Like, not caring. Yeah, because yeah. I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I'm just watching this movie about these two assholes trying to maybe date each other. Yeah, uh, which is a way more interesting than the thriller plot, which is, I mean, which doesn't even take up much of the running time. But the thr- anyway, I think the thriller plot is through the movie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because, because it, as opposed to the easy, big easy, where it's sort of like it's not tacked on at the end. It's through the movie, but it's sort of like right. Anyway, now you know what the thriller is. Now there's going to be an action scene. The, in the, this one, the thriller in this one, plot it's like, is at least kind of like what keeps pushing the two characters right. to each other. Well, you're supposed and you're supposed to think that. She's that she's killer. maybe the killer, yeah. Like, but but knowing that times. that she's not, it's just sort of like oh no, knowing that it's knowing that she's it's not, a totally it's different still, movie. It's still, it's it's all, still it's works. So yeah. uh, like the main thriller aspect of it is Basic Instinct, but like a very right. very 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 watered down Basic Instinct sort of thing, where he is in fact dating and in love with the woman that he's also kind of afraid of. Yeah, but they, and there's a and there's a really funny scene, <laughs> fucking hysterical, where he like. Uh, they they like th- when they do their first date when yeah. there's like the wires and stuff. She's just sort of like not having it. 
and uh, and and at a certain point they kind of get real with each other, and then the date ends. She leaves, and then she leaves, and then he he like they run into each other at the store or something like that. He's at a market. No, 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 no. that's. Oh well, yeah. Later, she on. runs. She runs into. She just. He's just at a market looking at an apple, and she like comes up and is yeah. like says something to him. How's the printing business or whatever? Because he said he was a printer. He's like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. uh, it's great. All right, I'm a printer. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, sure thing. Uh, <laughs> I want Dick Tracy dead, dead. <laughs> and uh, and then eventually they they go on another date and they like uh, they go on a date that night. She like on. it's it's the middle of the night and he they like start talking. And he's being like, a little bit more real with her because he's no longer like with the wire. He's not like pretending. He is, he's he's not, not pretending. Well, he is still is lying to her. He's though. still he's, lying to he's her. He's lying to her throughout the entire movie. Yeah. At least a little bit. Whatever. The, he's it, never not lying. Under to this her. guy's, he's more impressive to her, and so she's like, well, yeah, "How about we have that date?" They, and it, he and calls it, John Goodman, and John Goodman's like, "This is a bad don't, idea." Don't she's do it. Like, don't do and it. Then, but then the next scene, John Goodman sees it. He goes like, "How was it?" Yeah. Are we gonna? <laughs> he's have like, to, "Did you get your? Are dick we gonna wet have to dust your dick for Prince? Dust your dick for Prince?" Because John Goodman's in his bed going like, "Don't do it." And he's right. He's like, "Don't do it." But at the same time, he, he's like, "You." I guess he's going in his mind going, "He's gonna." He's, he's still gonna he's be still a, gonna do if he this. does it. I'm gonna be very amused. <laughs> I'm not gonna take it all that I'm, seriously. I'm excited to hear all the stories about him having sex with this possible suspect. So, anyways, so she like takes Pacino up. Uh, I don't remember if it's in his place or her his, place. They go to his. By place. the way, his place. I would like to point out has an insane collection of booze bottles because he's a yeah. hardcore, hardcore alcoholic. alcoholic. And there's a funny scene earlier on where he's like. Uh, in the kind of in the first ten minutes of the movie, where he's done some policey stuff, and then he kind of goes home, and you get a slice of his just sort of life by himself, and it's just a huge glass of booze with his shitty old TV, just kind of like guzzling the booze and looking like he's gonna cry. It's yeah. so sad. And then this is what Al Pacino was like <laughs> after Revolution is, bombed, yeah, and so he's so. not really acting here. I think so. I'm gonna need this character to be a hard alcoholic because I'm gonna be drinking the whole time. All right. Uh, but anyways, like so, he's got her up in. Is the, that gonna be the, okay with you? Becker in, her, in his uh, in uh, in his apartment, and then and she's like she's let me go into the bathroom for a second, and then she like drops her purse, and he's like oh boy I'm gonna get laid here this is great, and then he looks and he sees like a gun handle out of her purse, <laughs> and he and he starts going he goes <laughs> really nuts. flips out he's like oh fuck. Oh, oh fuck! Shit. Oh shit! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! He's like he's like oh, grabbing no. his hair and going, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! He's like he's like ruffling oh, his me. he's like rustling through all his stuff. He's like walking all over the place, going, what, what the do? fuck am I gonna what do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What? What the fuck am I gonna do? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. What the fuck does that mean? Let us go into the future. The future. What the train of the future? <laughs> Remember that monologue he has at the oh, end of Dick I Tracy? Love, yeah, I love that so good. Uh, this goes on for a long time. But he, she's, funny. she's and in the bathroom, she... like I guess you know, getting <laughs> doing whatever. Who cares? Getting her vagina, his, getting his, her vagina ready. Getting her vagina. None of his business, really. She's putting on the so dental good. dam, and uh, and so and then, so she basically she puts a robe on and uh, and she comes out in this robe and he's like. He concludes that what he needs to do here is grab her and throw her into the closet. Like, get in the fucking closet! And he, like, shuts the door, and she's, she's like, like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is <laughs> right, like, rightly she so, is, she yeah. is, like, freaked out. Spo- yeah, as we've already mentioned, she is not the killer, so she's just like, <laughs> what? And then, and then, amazingly enough, he has stuffed her in a closet and, like, shut the door, and she's, like, pounding on the door, and he's like, why is that a fucking gun in you? And she's like, it's a starter pistol, and he pulls it out, and it's, like, a fake gun yeah. to use for, like, uh, you know, scaring people. Right, it would be like it looks enough lady, like a gun she could a shoot single it. lady it's in loud. New York. Yeah, you know. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. No, then he starts going, oh no, what the oh, fuck God. am I gonna do? Damn it! Oh no! Damn. He just goes into the whole routine again. <laughs> he takes her out of the closet and still gets laid yeah, afterwards. Amazing. Amazingly, I mean, let's just say that this woman has a high tolerance for abusive men. 
So this is cons- well, considering as it turns out, what we yes. come to learn from her. As it her turns out, past, this is probably the best best date she's ever had. Jesus. <laughs> It's amazing. So the scene, the scene later on when they, they like they, they fuck when they repeat this they role play sort of where like he calls yeah. her, he's like, "Go to the market," you know. Oh, this, this is, is so weird. So <laughs> this was weird because first of all, this the the scene opens with him like in the market and he's like just looking at the fucking can of tomatoes. <laughs> oh, like, and it's, and and it's tomatoes. just like I'm what sitting I- there going like. Are you trying to be like inconspicuous? Is this like you doing your little role play? Because he's what just are the like, ingredients here? Yeah, I mean, he's like, <laughs> we got tomatoes. He's, water. he's really it's like a salt. it's like a can of tomato paste. Yeah, or but he's like oh. he's like really regarding it. <laughs> Oregano? What the hell? What is that? And then the, and then she walks by. She's got like the sexy black trench coat on. You know, it's like clearly like answer the door naked kind of black trench coat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it might be like a latex trench coat. So, no, it's not. But it's like clearly she's supposed to be implying that it's there's like, nothing on underneath. Hello, are you and she, like, shopping? She walks down the aisle past him, and he's like, oh. Oh, my God. And then she stops at the end of the aisle and, like, turns the corner very sexily with, like, one leg still yeah. in the aisle. And I'm thinking, like, they don't do this. And I'm like, will you please cut to a shot of the kid behind the register who is, like, watching <laughs> this? Like, going cr- like, craning oh, his neck going, what oh. the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he's, like, on the phone. He's like, hey, have, hang you, on a second. I um, think two aliens just walked into his store. <laughs> you got to get down here right now. But, like, don't look like you're getting down here right now. She, like, walks up to him, and he, like, touches her thigh right. through the folds. And like, he's like, The oh, kid's behind nice. the register, and, like, the old owner of the store comes up, and the kid's like, do you see those two people? No. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> They've got a weird bodega fetish. <laughs> you take so you take a peek and then you look away. It's just so funny to me that like I don't know. I loved how fucked up their relationship is because in another you could take this exact same framework. I mean, yes, obviously the, take the murders out, but like the scenes that are just their meeting and dating and having a relationship, you could just take them out of this movie and you'd have a really weird comedy too. Mm-hmm. It's like a Cassavetes comedy. Like I'm imagining Ben Gazzara and Gina Rollins doing this exact same shit. Well, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. It, parts of it made me rem- like reminded me of like scenes in like love streams and stuff where it's just like this is fucking weird. <laughs> it is weird. I like it. I'm but like I'm rooting for them. But it's very sexy. It's like a hot fantasy well, they're doing. I mean, that's the thing is like their hot fantasy. I mean, is sexy like, with um, big quotes. Right, big it. quotes from my it. fantasy. Look, I need to be looking at the I tomato know. sauce. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's oh. just. Like, because yeah. they end up in the produce section. These tomatoes look really squishy. They Tomato end, puree. They end up in the produce section when he's you know, like it's feeling really her dangerous leg, but... for you to be in the frozen food section. <laughs> they <laughs> might melt all this stuff. It would make more sense for him to start there. He could hey, be, he could be regarding a you. cantaloupe. <laughs> fuck you. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a vegetable. It's a, it's a vegetable. vegetable. Oh man, I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> um, it's great. Have a nice day. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, great movie. Yeah. So then the movie just it's kind of just is, this goes is, like this for a while they talked to a cable guy who's uh, who was at the f- first murder scene they were talking who's uh, Michael Rooker and he's mm-hmm. like yeah I was there I didn't see anybody later on he shows up and goes I did see somebody it was this it Mexican was a, kid it was a black boy and he actually looked like a real piece of trash it was a black, was a black boy he had cornrows like so a there's, gangster there's some like, red that guy's the guy he there's did it. like red herrings because then they go interview this guy they're, they're looking for that guy briefly although mm-hmm. they don't think, even think it goes any further than them talking to like his boss at the grocery store and then John Goodman's like that's not that guy no they're like, we know it's not him. We know it's a woman. It's and they're like, it's probably the woman that you're having sex with. Yeah. You should probably 
not be doing that or at least get fingerprints. Right. Uh, for and they milk that dynamic all, all to the very end because every once in a while, El Pacino will see another thing that make he'll, he'll be he'll be like, oh no, she's not the killer. This is the lady from yeah. me. In fact, I want her to move in with me. Yeah. Like they, it goes so oh fast. He's like, I'm thinking well, about asking her to move in with me, and you're like, I think you, you just started dating her yesterday. Even the his cop buddies point that out. Yeah. They're well, like, that, this is nuts. That's a fucking great scene too, where they are all the cops are sitting around writing the uh, the love note, yeah. and then out of, off camera, William Hickey goes says the poem the great that William Hickey and William Hickey yeah. hadn't been in any of the shots before that it's just like you, it's these cops at a table and they're all laughing and going like my dick is so hard I want you on it <laughs> and those are like they're, they're like making these dirty limericks and then he does and then William Hickey all of a sudden is like your beautiful hair in the autumn breeze I don't remember yeah, the yeah, poem yeah. but it's like this it's like and it's William Hickey's voice out of nowhere which is if you know William Hickey is I was doing a bad impression but he sounds kind of like a guy who's dying <laughs> I mean Lindsay William Hickey he was, was also he was, always that old. I think he was forty when they made this I movie, but he looked—he looked like he was a hundred. Hickey also like William uh, yeah. Dick Jenkins, born in his late seventies. <laughs> he had—he William Hickey was like Benjamin Button, except he got even older. He got even older. He, got he was yeah. also in My Blue Heaven. He's he the veterinarian, veterinarian guy. That's right. Yeah. Or the, the pet shop guy. I gotta get back into the gangster game. Also, also, also he has turtles. a sick of selling these titles. He has a recurring role in uh, in the TV show Wings. Where oh he, yeah, where he plays like this old man, and there's a really there's a really funny episode where he like makes them fly him to like his brother, and like he's annoying. Everybody hates him the whole time, and then he gets out of the plane. And they're like, oh, there he goes. They're gonna hug. It's supposed to be like the straight story, and then he's like, he's strangling him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just wanted to like, see his brother and throttle Kill him, him one more time before he died. <laughs> Famous acting teacher as well, William Hickey. <clears throat> yeah, great actor. Anyway, and, that's, uh, that he, scene's great because it's like just his voice off camera, and then they all look over there, and he does this poem, and he's like, they're like, what the fuck did that come from, Pop? And he's like, that's how I got your mother to fuck me. Or no, his mo- his, the, the, wo- the woman, the woman No, that's how, that's how your mom got that's me. That's how Ellen Barkin kind of comes around to Al Pacino because he says that poem to her. He sent that po- poem she to goes, her. You didn't she goes, write you that. didn't write that. A woman clearly wrote that. Goes, You're right. That was my mama. <laughs> she goes, is that true? And he's like, yeah. And that's actually the only true thing he's told her at this point. Yeah. Like, that's the only. Also, the the thing after she, so she wake, they they have sex and she's like wandering around his apartment and she like is getting coffee and stuff. She finds a picture that he took a Polaroid and, and don't like, believe her lies we on were, it. Well, we were, but we were like, it was like, is, it, he has to have some stuff around there that's like, I'm a cop, right? No, I mean, he lives in a fucking Uncle Fester. But he does, like, though. Oh, no, Adam's family no, he bedroom. does. No, he does no, have, no. he has a trophy right next to his bed, but before that, she's best like cop. wandering around. And it's, world's and, best cop. And he like hides. Coffee mug. He like hides. With a wilted rose in world's it. World's best undercover no, he has cop. A, he has a trophy for like best cop. Right? Best no, karate his, cop. His, uh, and he hides it under the bed, and that's how, and he clocks uh, Rooker over the head with yes, it at the end. His yeah. pad is like a deliberately like midlife crisis-y pad, because it's, yeah, because it's filled with his trophies of bygone success and also like his workout equipment. Yeah. She, and at the end, when he's fighting Michael Rooker, he hits him with all his midlife crisis accoutrement. Oh, hits him with symbolic. a trophy. Yeah. Hits him with a dumbbell that he uses to work out. She doesn't out. know he's a cop, and, but like also, it seems like if, <laughs> I feel like it seems like she would have found out while she's right. while he's asleep and she's wandering around his apartment because he's still lying that he's a printer. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah, I love printing. The printing I love business. Print my dick inside you. <laughs> and he and he doesn't believe her at first either. He's like, hey, how's a sh- hey. how's running a shoe store? 
And she's like, it's fine, I guess. And then she does run her shoe store. Yeah. She's like on the level with him the whole time. She's like, I have a daughter. He's like, uh-huh. Come no, told you me. have a daughter. daughter. This is a really pathetic scene later on. It goes on for he's a like long a real time. Pe- he's like a real piece of shit. Where he's super drunk, but like <laughs> he, he goes into the shoe store and buys some shoes from her. He's, and, and this is where, like when the relationship's escalating. And later on, because it's just very strange if you're not thinking about it in context, where he's going like, I just think that uh, you and I were made for each other, and you should forgive the fact that I'm a fucking... Piece of drunk, piece of shit. Liar. Look, look at, I got the shoes. And he keeps on going, I'm wearing the shoes. <laughs> What's it take? He points the shoes out to his cop buddies. They're like, what are the shoes? The he's shoes. like, I got them from my girl. She runs a shoe store. It's great. I, I love it. I'm wearing the shoes. What do you want from me? Uh, there's that, the really, that really weird scene where he goes to visit her in the shoe store the first time, and then these two dudes, these two goombas are like, hey, yo, you broad. Yeah. Uh, these two like <laughs> mafia like, dudes in like suits are like, mafia guys. they're like, yeah. yo, Fucking, there was some kind of shoes that I wanted. I want them. And she's like, they'll be in in two weeks. That's not good enough. And then Al Pacino's like staring down and they have a whole, they yeah. have a whole altercation with him. And that's where she finds out she's, he's a cop. Cause those, cause the way he's staring these guys down, the, the one dude's like, he's like, you want to fuck with me? And then he's like, the other guy's like, don't do it. He's a cop. He's a cop. And like the guy, it's it's kind of cool because the guy, those guys are bad guys, obviously. Yeah. And that guy's like, don't fuck with this guy. He's a cop. And they haven't. He hasn't said he's a cop or shown his badge or anything. That right. guy just knows. That guy's like, this guy. nobody would do this to you yeah. except he's a cop. <laughs> or he might have encountered him before as, Maybe. A, as a criminal. But you, either, I, mean, either we, way, I think the vibe works either the way. The movie yeah. hadn't, exp- we hadn't explicitly seen these two characters. Right. So this guy wasn't like, hey, I remember you. You know, another, another, another movie would have them have a run in earlier in I the movie. I feel like because, then... it, because it's written by Richard Price, I feel like it's the, this the vibe. Because that's how, like, in yeah. a Richard Price thing, you know, who wrote for The Wire and all that. Like, that, that's, that would be, like, what it would be like. It's like, don't fuck with that guy. He's a cop. And the other guy would be like, really? He's a cop? He's yeah. like, how do you know? It's like, you can tell. You can tell he's a fucking cop the way I he's wonder, staring I, you I down. I wonder how close but. this was written to when Price originally started writing Mad Dog and Glory because they remind me of each other. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't watched that in years. Also good. Yeah. yeah. So this is this shoe store scene though, where he confronts the the gangsters, is <laughs> and like, then he yells at him. Is a classic yeah. scene because like, uh, and this is a, a, a strain throughout where Al Pacino basically implies that he is treated like a second class citizen because he's a cop, which. Uh, I don't know if it's is a thing. He's like he's like a like a leper or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like he I mean, I think he's trying to tell someone I'm a cop. citizen because he's kind of a piece of shit. Every, yeah, I think it's because you're drunk all the time that people look down upon you. I don't think it's necessarily because of the badge. He's uh, got a real chip on his shoulder about it, which leads up to that scene we were talking about earlier where they go to the restaurant, which is just, God, it's so fucking but, funny. But in the shoe store is where he gets his big like yeah. his like crazy confrontation scene where he's like he, she just hasn't even said shit. She's just really just mad because he lied to her. She's not going like, oh, She hasn't cop. said anything. Yeah, yeah, she's not like, oh, it's a cop. That sucks. She's just like, you, you fucking lied to me. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, oh, I'm a cop now. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This All is these the- people in here with their rocks and their furs, they get robbed, they get raped. All of a sudden, I'm that daddy. See, Come the wet ass hour. I'm wet everybody. <laughs> Come the wet ass hour. I'm everybody's daddy. I'm everybody's daddy. One of the daddy. greatest pieces of Al Pacino shouting in the history of the of the medium. It's partially it's partly good too because like wet ass he, he's wet he's ass a, hour. I feel like this character and the character in Heat are like the same character. Well, we were talking about that, yeah. No, no, yeah, but I mean they're the same character. But in Heat, it, it also feels like his. His yelling is kind of coming from somewhere almost. Right. In this scene, he's like confronted by these guys who are certainly jerks, if not like mobsters. And like, then he turns around and he hasn't said anything. 
and then he turns around and immediately starts That's yelling you know, at the woman Fuck that you. he is in love with. Yeah, and you're like, this, it's like that thing where you're like, this is a big red flag, lady. Um, <laughs> he, at the, like, from this whether, moment on, he's nothing but red flags. You <laughs> fucked you. Don't you invert fuck stuff. You. Don't <laughs> invert stuff. Give this guy your fingerprints so that you he'll he'll know it's not you, and you can go on with your life. Maybe meet a different guy who's not going to just Jeez. scream at you for no reason. But she's also like you know I mean, presented a, as sort of damaged. Step up from a she, murderer. Yes. Sure. And then so they they, sure, they, I mean, they kind of like have it out, and she's like she like follows him and goes like, "Hey, what the hell was that all about? I'm not, I don't care that you're a cop. I'm just mad that you lied at me. Yeah. Lied to me, blah blah blah." He keeps lying to her, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually <clears throat> he, she she has a daughter, and then uh, she, she he this is I think during the same time where he's talking about having her move in, but he also does can't look at her daughter, and this is some more of this weird like I'm a cop and people think I'm dirt thing where he's like, "Who the hell wants a policeman for a daddy?" And it's like I think all well, cops have. I mean, if kids. it's the wet ass hour, I do. <laughs> Come the wet ass hour. He's a, you're uh, everybody's daddy. You're the what baby. Are you talking about it's the wet ass hour. You go take care of Sorry it. Sorry that the goddamn uh, baby got overcooked. And, ba- and daddy, I think the wet ass hour is just when the baby pees, pees its pants in the middle. You of can get killed separate. being your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and like I think from this moment on, I think Al Pacino is drunk. <laughs> I think there's a, there's like a postscript at the end where Al Pacino is like, ah, I'm seven I'm seven weeks sober, you know, blah blah blah. But like he, there's just like the last third of the movie, he's hammered. Drunk. There's a great there's a great part when it's he crazy. when he reveals because he's like now she knows he's a cop and he's like okay, but then he like reveals drunk because he's so fucking drunk when he's trying to get her to move in with him and he's like he's like that first time doesn't count because I was wearing a wire and he just sort of like lets it slip. <laughs> it's a really cool. A it's a really cop. fun like piece because it's like because eh, he's what? like yeah and she's like. You were doing what? What? And it's like, because uh, I was undercover and we were investigating you because we thought you were a murderer. And she's like, excuse what me? What the hell are you talking like, about? Oh, him? right. I forgot. You don't know all the stuff I know. Oops. I think he even goes like, I mean, like, metaphorically, I was wearing a wire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the know, royal wire. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's a, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. She, yeah. He's so, but he's so drunk. But there, that's, that's kind of how the movie progresses. He, like, wants her to move in with him. And she's like, she's like, this is a bit soon. Yeah. You know, at that point, too, I think he'd seen the paper. Yes. Like, with the three he names, the names, the, poem, more the poems circled. And so now he, because he, he's like, no, no, she didn't do it. And then he sees that and goes, no, wait, she is the killer. Because she's got these guys with their names right. and, like, this is these are the dudes that she and then he like confronts her about that. Breathe. She goes. She basically goes like, I, "I want you to leave." And he's been very persistent up to this point. And at this point, he's seen. He thinks she's the killer again. And she's like, "I want you to leave now." He's like, "All right, see ya." And she's like, "Wow, that was easier than I thought." That's what's what's that all about? So she follows him back to his place. He's still super drunk. Is this, is this the same night where he get, he follow? No, it's. That's the end. That's the climax because yeah. he because John Goodman's staying at his house and John Goodman has hooked up with the other lady. Right. Yeah. But this is lady. before that. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I think this is leading I towards think. the climax. Or it's right. Or it's right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. she she comes back and and then this and is after because uh, she comes back right after he kicks John Goodman out or John Goodman's like I'll just go home and John Goodman's embarrassed that he was. Uh, yeah. He's like I've never uh, done this before and that lady's like this is his apartment and then she's embarrassed and leaves <laughs> and I'm like well she's not the killer. Yeah, and, and she and she comes back <laughs> and she you, was man, like, "This would be an amazing romantic comedy." <laughs> yeah, it, it, it kind of almost it is. plays like that. I yeah. mean, both this and Big Easy almost play like Big Easy actually does play as a romantic comedy. This one, it's a little drunker and this sludgier. This more serious. It's, more, yeah. it's like it's more disturbing. It's more like our relationships fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Our relationship is fucked up. It just you know we just keep open. 
fuck each other. And is that all it is? Just fucking. So she comes. So she comes back and, and confronts him again and goes like, "You kind of walked out on me pretty abruptly there. What the hell was that all about?" And then she's like, "Now maybe I'm into you again." And they start making out. And he, but at this point, he's really convinced that she's the killer. And this is really funny where he's like, he's like frisking her while he's making out with her, and he's going, "Oh, oh, baby, you got something? You got something special for me tonight, huh? Where you got it, mommy? Where you got it, mommy?" <laughs> and it's like he's doing this frisky thing, and it's like honestly, Al, if you're doing it correctly. You wouldn't have to be giving away the game. You can just feel her up yeah, and don't then frisk her. But he's being very frisk. Well, he's, he's, also, like, he's actually patting her down. He's also saying a lot of weird yeah. shit. Come on, mommy. Like, just don't say stuff. Baby wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you, little eight-year-old, about this sexy movie I saw called The Big Easy. Oh, what if yeah, he broke? What if he broke into I'm so his horny right now. And Dick Tracy while he was telling <laughs> her up. I've been horny. Let's go life. into the future, into the place where we can't remember who we are. <laughs> trains, trains of the future. I'm so horny. I'm so horny. Why don't I buy you a pack of gum? I'll show you how to chew it. Uh, well, so yeah, I think this all yeah, happens. What, I think, what are we having for breakfast? I think everything happens. I think it's all all this stuff happens one after another because then she she's like, "Fuck you!" Then this is fucked up. because yeah, he confronts her about the other guys, and she's like, "Yeah, I had sex with other guys, those guys." And he's like, "Those are murders." And she's like, "What the fuck are you talking?" Because she time, thinks he's he he's like slut shaming her because because yeah. yeah. she thinks he's going, "Why did you fuck these guys?" And he because he keeps going, "Why did you do it? Why did you do it?" And he's going like, "Why did, Why you, did kill you kill these them? guys?" Yeah. And but she straight up didn't do it. Molly so this walked is... in on me watching this while this scene was happening, and she's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and you were you like were you like kind of a lot? I was I was like, "Well, she doesn't know that he doesn't know this and stuff." It was, it was really funny <laughs> because because then right after that, like she leaves, and then Rooker busts in, and they have a whole they have a whole fight. Very perfunctory like, ending. Like, oh, that's and it's that's Rooker. And what happened? Rooker was her ex husband, and you know the yeah. baby daddy. This is, and this he's is like, some you funny guys, stuff. You guys are fucking my my wife. and Rooker doing. doing Doing the best he can with sure. like a with like a you know or nothing role, but nothing but role. a but a Mike, Michael Rooker role where he's like you can be intense and creepy, but also maybe in the earlier scenes not come off as right. definitely the murderer. This is also an incredible like again, Al Pacino had not made a movie in four years. It's Al Pacino, and uh, and this scene features Michael Rooker on top, sitting on top of his butt, dry humping <laughs> him. And going like, yeah, you like that, baby? Is this how you did you it? Like, is this how you did it? And he's like, oh, and he's like, say you like it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I like it, baby. <laughs> and you're like, wow, back Ooh, from retirement. Al Pacino, back yeah. from retirement. And then he, you know, he gets into a knock- the aforementioned knockdown drag out fight where he hits him with one of his tro- with like his uh, best golfer trophy or whatever. <laughs> it was it was from it, high school. It literally is like a top cop tro- trophy. Is it a top cop? Yeah, because he hides. That's why because that's why he hides it. I don't think it says top cop, but it's like a best <laughs> cop trophy. <laughs> Picture of Chuck Norris and a dog on it. Because <laughs> that's why he hides it under his bed originally. Because she's walking around. And he's like, oh fuck, that says I'm a cop, and oh, like, fuck. and so that you know. And at then he, that, he hits him with up. the dumbbell and then shoves him out the window. Yeah. And uh, and that's the end of Michael Rooker. Oh, and he, here's and that's the end of Michael Rooker, but here's where... So this movie, I watched the movie Tootsie again recently. Uh, which I, I was wondering I about what you were talking about here. It has... So it ends... Well, both movies are, are, are about a guy who's shitty lying to a blonde woman the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then both movies end with the exact same scenes. They're a little different in each, but each movie ends with... Uh, the dude finally revealed or whatever, or the, in this case, exposed in in a bar with one of the other characters. In this case, he meets up with John Goodman in a bar, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the you know stuff. In Tootsie, Dustin Hoffman meets up with uh, Charles Durning, mm-hmm. who is uh, uh, the dad of uh, Jessica Lange's character, who like had the hots for him when he was a woman. Right. And they have this like 
in each scene they have a conversation about them and their relationship and the woman and how they kind of fucked up with another with another man mm. another, the other important man in the movie and the f- and then the final scene of each movie is this shitty dude getting forgiven winning back the blonde woman oh, on see. the streets of New York right and they shouldn't they basically garbage they both basically in both movies badger this woman yeah. to, into going oh I like you, and then they walk, and then they walk off together. It's right. a classic it's, movie. It's weird. Shit. It's weird, but it's weird because I that they just be, happen to watch them back to back. I just happen to see both of them, and it's the same. It's the same thing where you're like, in both movies, I'm you're going. This lady has every. This lady has every reason to not take right. this guy back, to not even want to see this guy. Right. And in, and yet because it's a movie, and because like hey, come on, like in both in both of them, it's like. They, they they go like oh okay I like you it's a and they, tale. And I will they, have to say yeah <coughs> I mean it makes more sense in Tootsie almost because sure. it's a comedy in this one you could end it with them not being together because like you know it's a thriller or whatever so yeah right but it, they, I will have to say there are moments in this final scene where Al Pacino's like come on you love me water under the, water under the bridge all those I'm, times that I accused you of I'm, being a killer I'm telling you but watch, like he actually is kind of charming in this yeah. in this last scene yeah but I'm telling you Pacino. it's the same it's the same as in it's like the weirdly in Tootsie too he's like going like come on yeah yeah right. I'm okay right you know I I'm I sorry I lied to you but in, in both movies it's also like the whole movie is based around this character lying to this woman the whole movie yeah. and then and then going like but you still want to be weirdly with me, I think right? I think Pacino is the worse man <laughs> uh but but I'm rooting for him more than Hoffman and Tootsie. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who I really fucking can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it makes more sense in this one too. Like, I feel like the, the it it makes more sense that the characters would end up together sure. because they do actually like each other, and like you can't you can see her forgiving him. It's just funny that they both you kind they of, seem to have like they seem to despite all of the shit that's going on between them, they seem to have like a yeah. genuine attraction for each other. She would also like be they're drawn to each other fully within. Within reason to be like, no. go fuck yourself and never come, never come back, never come around me ever again. Remember how I said I have a kid and like I have this whole life that yeah, doesn't yeah, involve yeah. this like fucking two week period where like you were weirdly obsessed with me. So yeah. maybe I, fuck I also, off forever. She could say I that. I look like Ellen Barkin. <laughs> I can do better. Right. I can yeah. do a lot better. But baby, I'm 15, 20 years older than you. <laughs> Are you sure you can do better than this? I'm 20 years older than you and six inches shorter than you. <laughs> come on. <laughs> What's I'm, it gonna take? I'm like one of those wood elves living in your walls. Oh, you're not gonna be able to get rid of me. That's where. That's remember earlier I was saying I can't the place the voice you were doing. It's Bill Hader doing Al Pacino. That's what you're doing. Oh, maybe I'm just ripping off Bill Hader's. Also, um, uh, who's that guy that does the um, stuff with Steve Coogan? The where they eat and go. Rob Brydon. Oh, Rob Brydon does yeah. a, a early Brighton. Pacino. Brydon does a killer enjoyed. Pacino. That's good. Um, I like their Michael Caine's personally. Oh yeah, I like, the, all, I like, I all like their the fact that they both have different takes on, on yeah, all yeah. the actors. My, That's always my fun. favorite of their impressions is, is, uh, an is Roger Moore. They do they both do really good Roger Moores. The Moors. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best bits in the whole thing. I gotta check that out. The Moors, where he's talking about the Moors and they're having it's like a family reunion for the the Moors. They're talking mm-hmm. about the Moors, the like the country or whatever. Maybe if I wrote, maybe they're if like I the Moors, but it's the Moors. Maybe if I wrote them a nice fan email, they would read. <laughs> they would read sections of the Roger Moore "Live and Let Die" set diary in their. Oh Roger my Moore god, that would be amazing! Specifically, the scene where he meets Jim Garrison. <laughs> oh wow! Because it was filmed in New Orleans. Because "Live and Let Die" is filmed part, partly in New Orleans. There's there's a part in this book that Roger Moore allegedly wrote about his his time making that movie, and he's like, today 
most of the book is like today we went to this restaurant. He's like today I went to this restaurant and I had lunch with with Jim, the district attorney of New Orleans, James Garrison, Jim Garrison. Garrison, and he took me to his office after the meal. And I can't tell you what he showed me, but I no longer believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Wow! And, and I, ha- like, I also have to say, amazing. he's as crazy as his mama. <laughs> uh, anyway, a little digression for you. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Pacino wins her back at the end. Uh, you know, the and end. then they walk out, and then they walk off down the New York, the New York streets. Also, both this and Tootsie end on like the streets, busy streets of New York City. And they end, they walk off down the streets to a cover of "Sea of, sea Love, of Love" by. Tom and then Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas are also on the sidewalk, and her and his boat is going down the street. <laughs> oh, better, better song though. Yeah. yeah. I do, I know, and I know, I know. Maybe if you're a Tom you, Waits fan, you like it. I don't like much I, Tom Waits. I at am all. a I am a Tom Waits fan, it's and I did, I did not like that okay. uh, that cover of that song. I did go like, is that Tom Waits? And I turned it off. Is that Tom Waits out? Um, I just wanted to read a couple of these poems because there's a lot of poems <laughs> going throughout. Because uh, it's always these cops like we're tough New York cops. What the fuck with the poetry? We gotta do the poetry. Get out of here. Got my ghouls. I just got this Capricola and uh, what? And no fucking ziti. So it's, oh. they're, all, they're all fucking hammered because in this movie, cops are drunks. Oh. That's it. There's no cops that aren't drunk ever. And uh, except Al Pacino, who goes sober at the end, he right. becomes sober. But anyways, uh, it's like one cop is uh, is going. Uh, Loneliness and silence envelop a heart that pounds like thunder. All the love I have inside is ripping me asunder. The city is the jungle of pain, (laughs) but my love is from the soul. And then another cop goes, so be so kind as to answer this ad and you can ride on my pole. Oh, oh. And then another one goes, roses are red, violets are blue. I got one yay long and it's all for you. Boom. (laughs) That's just tons of that shit in this movie. Shows up and, and starts doing them. Dice shows up, lights up a cigarette. Oh! But that's the great scene where they're do- those cops are all doing those dirty ones where they're and just like, William ah. Hickey And then is William like, Hickey off the camera is like, I'm Bob. Your hair is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's it. Uh, let's see a love. Ratings. I'm going to give us three and a half Judds. Uh... I could I could go as high as four, but I think I'm gonna stick with three and a half just because it's like <laughs> part of the movie I just didn't care about anymore. Yeah, uh, I was fascinated by the romantic comedy at the heart of this movie. Um, I'm gonna give it hmm, two and a half Douglases. Okay. I didn't find it too sleazy. Just like I just again, I just thought it was funny. It's not a naked guy is being yeah, forced yeah, to yeah. thrust I mean, into a bed. That's it, where it, most it, of it comes from. And if that's not sexy to you, then uh, right. Uh, you know, I, I I thought that like it wasn't as as steamy as like the stuff in the Big Easy or anything like that. Uh, certainly not what we're gonna cover next. So I'm gonna give it two and a half. I didn't think it was that sleazy. It was fine. Uh, and I'm gonna give it. Jeez, what am I gonna give it? Ten out of ten. Terrible waiters. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty bad. Pacino. Pacino's bad. Uh, and the guy at the restaurant that they go to is apparently not much of a waiter because he's real upset about that. <laughs> but uh, but good Goodman Goodman good, is a good Goodman. Waiter. I think is a really good waiter. We never found he's out actually, about Paul Calderon. He actually is like playing the waiter like like almost like yeah. I could do this. Ten out of ten. I, I could murder glasses. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it three stars. It's a very weird movie, and I kind of appreciate it in that sense. It's, there's there's not a lot of movies like this. Uh, and uh, and I love Ellen Barkin and Al, Al Pacino is you don't get to see Al Pacino play a character like this very often so that's interesting. Um, he's usually playing some sort of like fascinatingly monolithic kind of guy and this one he's a very pathetic sort of weaselly dude. 
and that's interesting. And uh, I'm gonna give it. To, yeah, I'm gonna go with the two and a half Douglases. I mean, the like the the killer kills people by stripping them down and making them hump their beds. Again, I can't stress this enough. The sex scene uh, is 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 Barkins using a body double. And mm. it's and it's all so detached that it, I actually thought that Pacino might be a body double for a second there too. Maybe it's they're all, just doing each other's side. Yeah, it may be. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's it, it doesn't have any of that kind of like uh, big easy sort of heat. Um, but again, guys humping beds, the guy humping bed killer. This is okay. And I'm gonna give it a hundred percent of the cops in New York drunk all the time. <laughs> apparently. Um. I'm gonna I'm going three and a half Juds. I think I think this is really solid. Uh it's almost four, but like I think that the thriller plot uh when it turn when it ends up being what it is is kinda lame. Very perfunctory. Like they're I feel bad, they're bad policemen. Like I feel like <laughs> sure. the uh, for lots of reasons. But. I feel like the, the rest of the movie is good and then the mm-hmm. thriller plot itself is like, Yeah, okay, sure. It's like you know, it's one of those like, sure, okay, and it's him. Yeah. yeah, okay, oh yeah, that guy from earlier. Oh, yeah, we need to sure. end this thing? You know, and I mean, it's, you know, the the fight between him and R- Worker and Pacino is is like neat. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh good, he's fighting the guy, but it's also kind of like, hey, so he's going to throw this guy out a window, and then yeah. who cares? Um, and I'm going, I'm going to go three, three Douglases. I thought this was sleazier. I, honestly, just for, because it, it opens on a, the opening scene opens on a dude's sweaty ass. Going like, <laughs> it's great, it's great. And then he gets his brains blown out. I'm like, it's not eh, great. It's, I think it's, I think, you know, that's, that's, pr-. and then the rest of it isn't quite like that. But there are those murders where they're like, they're like standing yeah. over a dead naked guy, like picking up the, you know, looking at him going like, oh, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty good, uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna. Give this, I don't think. I don't know if we any you guys mentioned this. I was in the bathroom for a minute. Uh, ten out of ten. Sam Jackson cameos. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. That's At the right. beginning, when they're doing the cops do their sting and they bring, you know, because they, they do cops do that where he's they basically like, oh, stacks. You got you. You want a boat or whatever? This yeah. was like you get to meet the uh, Yankees. Yeah, he stacks from Goodfellas. Yeah, I thought he'd have one of his bitches in. He's here. great. <laughs> he's great because he's and he's like uh, you. He shows up and you're kind of like, oh Sam Jackson, and then like he's the only one who has dialogue. He's like yelling at him. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Give us. <laughs> No, no, give us the bad news first, but it's great. It's a great little uh, sandwich. You know, I'm Phil Rizzuto. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! <Yeah. laughs> like, we're, we're to any, like, criminal who's about to get rounded up by a fake baseball cop's uh, dragnet yeah. sort of thing. If a person says that they're a professional baseball player and they're five foot two, they are <laughs> lying to you. <laughs> And then, uh, and there's, then there's a pro athlete. Then there's a scene right after that where like a guy shows up late with his kid, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna meet the baseball team," and he's on their list. And Al Pacino's kind of like shows him his badge, and he's like, "Get out of here!" Uh, we the team didn't yeah. show up, and he's like, "Oh, you're, you're supposed to show up alone." He's like, "I wanted my kid to meet him." And they're like, "Yeah, we got this guy. Let's see, Grand Theft Auto breaking and entering," and he's like, "See you next time," or something yeah. like. He's like, "Get out of here." Kind of important to show that kid. he has a kind of a good heart because he does so much shitty stuff. In it's because he's not like he's not a monster, and he's. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, just a, he's going through like, a very bad time. Basically, like their their whole sting is wrapping up, and this guy shows up late with his kid, and he's like, "I'm not gonna fucking rope. Th- I'm not gonna round this guy. I want to do the paperwork." Yeah. <laughs> also, but also in front of his kid, you know, yeah. it's in fr- you know, it's like get out of here with your kid. We'll probably meet you again yeah. when you steal another car or whatever. Yeah. But today, you fucking show showing up late, lucked out. Anyway, ten out of ten, out of 10 Sam Jackson cameos. He's great. Good. Fucking a. Um, well, speaking, speaking of, of good, great. Oh. <laughs> We, were, we had the same Have idea. Have mercy. <laughs> 2000's Mercy, but directed by Damian Harris, a movie that I don't think any of us are eager to discuss. <laughs> I hated watching it. I've never seen anything like this. It's like it's the same woman over and over again. 
What if you were searching for a killer? You've got a rich housewife and a high-powered company executive. Different lifestyles, different friends. You got nothing that connects them yet. What if you found the killer's world? There's a group of women who like to get together without men. The three of you knew each other, and you're the only one that's left alive. This is some kind of sisterhood thing here. What if it took you further than you ever imagined? Aren't you just a little bit curious? It was two hours long. This, it, this is that's my main. I mean, this is a terrible movie, but I think if this movie had been eighty-seven minutes in, or eighty-seven minutes instead of uh, hundred and twenty, whatever, and it would have been shorter. We talked about this director on the last podcast. Yes, with bad the movie Bad Company, also starring Ellen Barkin. Yes, and what else and did did we do that this deceived. Did? deceived? Deceived. Wow. Um, but uh, but like, and I think it is maybe time for Damian Harris to take Joe Charbonnet's yeah, place as we but as we discussed. These in, are bad movies. In Bad Company, I remember saying that. Like this, like it seems like his director style is the opposite of George Lucas, which was famously faster, faster more, more intense. And this guy's slower, mm. less intense. Yes. Yeah. And like in in Bad Company, it was almost a joke because it was like, ah, be less intense. And and the characters in that were acting robotic because they're like supposed to be emotionally detached and stuff. In this one, I'm like, why is anybody why is acting like, like this? this? Everybody, <laughs> everybody is so boring. Mm-hmm. It's the so movie, slow. The movie is like real smutty and like wants to be horny and wants to be like gross and sleazy, but it's just so fucking... It's trying to tantalize you. But everybody in it seems so bored that yeah. you're like... And it's like, I think it's... I don't know who that's for or representing. It's like... Like five minutes in, I'm like, oh my god, this is so boring. And you'd already said, Matt had already texted us, like, it's pretty sleazy though. And I'm like, great, so this is gonna. But it's almost so the the right. movie's so like fucking like dry that I'm just like, I don't. When people were naked in it, I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And people are naked a lot, <laughs> a lot. In this. Yeah. and a lot too. And it is like about <laughs> gross stuff. But it was like you were saying, like that. It like it's uh, almost upsetting, but it's like not like the general's daughter, which like right. like actually made me grossed out. This was like this is like clearly like has some like bad like bad uh, intentions towards sure. lesbians and and crossdressers at one point uh-huh. towards the end. And it, just, uh, it, it just it, this came out in two thousand too. It feels like it came out in nineteen seventy three or something like that. Because it, it is rough. like you know what's dark and like outre. Lesbians and like S and M cross dressing, but it like, doesn't. Okay, it never bothered me because it. I just couldn't care. Like it right. just the movie doesn't care. Like in General's Daughter, there's like a whole scene that's like that that whole rape scene where like and it's like filmed like a fucking Michael Bay movie mm-hmm. or whatever you know. And you're like a Jerry Bruckheimer production. And you're like this is inappropriate and wrong. On and this one, it's like. Ugh. This movie doesn't have it the doesn't, energy for anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's asleep or something. It's very. It's like but also, like, movie, it's a movie's taking a nap the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a, a nap, but I don't. It's like a na- well, when you take a nap like, and you wake up t- more tired. It's like let's make an erotic thriller where, like, you know, the point of an erotic part of the point of an erotic thriller is like you get to watch people fucking. Yeah. Like, it's like supposed to be sexy, tantalizing, titillating. <laughs> right. They've made an erotic thriller here where it's like. Sex is awful and bad for you, and it's like a thing that that fucked up people do to each other. Anybody who has who enjoys sex a lot was definitely definitely molested. molested. 
Especially if you're a homosexual, then that was because of incest. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole uh, Julian Sands character is just there so different women who are then going to be murdered later can tell their stories about right. like how this happened <laughs> to them, molested. and then they became lesbians because of it. Uh, just the idea, which of, is just the idea of making this movie. This is what this is what the whole <laughs> movie is. This is there's three aspects to this movie, and it is a sexy sex, sexy 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 sex, where naked people are being sexy and breathing heavily and sexy, and it's like. Sex sexy music's playing and you're like this is supposed to be erotic okay that's part one part two molestation right and how people get molested enjoy sex that's already very weird and then part three a thriller where people get shot and stuff like where that. they're like they're like eyelids are cut off and they get bitten all over their bodies yeah at, the, the killer bites people and cuts their eyelids off and we were introduced to this basically at the very beginning of the movie. It's yeah. a gruesome. There's like and a, this is the kind of movie for like that the, for loves like ten minutes. I was like, oh okay, you know, all right. But this will this will be shitty. Eyelids being cut out. That's something. It was so like it's like it's it has born, that yeah. detached that such that detached quality that it's like so far detached that mm-hmm. I it's impossible to care. Like <laughs> the the character Ellen Barkin character is like so. Like she couldn't be further from the character in Big let's, Easy. Let's it's like she's so removed. Let's solve this crime. Like you, you, you I'm have a tough. Did you have to? Were you forced to be in this movie? I mean, it I seems feel bad like for her it. from the onset. Yeah. Because like there's there's even scenes where her character is supposed to be like really invested and worked up. Like there's the scene yeah. where she's like she's in the room full of the other dude cops and she's like, all right, what if the killer's not a man? What if the killer's a woman? Oh, this and is they're so like, dumb. What are you talking <laughs> Get about? Get the fuck out of here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She thinks it's a lady killer. I mean, they're like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So, like, the FBI doesn't fit the FBI profile. She's like, Well, that could be wrong. And they're like, Sure, lady. The FBI profile's wrong. Like, By the way, the, he's doing that. Matt's doing that accent, and the, it's important to point out that the her boss in this is <laughs> Henry Hill's dad. Oh, and, shit, and, that's at one, right. and at one point, he goes, uh, Hey, uh, you've been investigating this case? Yeah, having fun investigating this case? Your chief officer says you haven't been investigating this case in months. In months! And then he slaps her. It's gonna be a bum! It's gonna be nothing but a bum! Next one of these murders goes to her desk. You don't come back. In the fucking oven, you gotta go head first. Both, uh, both Sea of Love and this movie are about uh, where they suspect, at least one of the main investigating officer suspects that the killer is a woman. Mm-hmm. In Sea of Love, it turns out not to be. But it very well could have been, sure. whatever. Uh, but like uh, in that movie, there are, is some, you know, it's like, no, nah, it's not a, it can't be, a, you know, they kind of go like, can't be. And then there's like three murders, and they go like, they, well, let's put they have this whole sting operation, yeah. and it feels realistic in that movie. It feels like, yeah, they would maybe do this. This is real. Like it feels like, yeah, that's how these. In this one, like it's way late in the movie where she's like, I think it's a woman. I feel like it's four hours into this yeah. uh, movie where she's like, I think it's a woman, and the cops in the room do their Andrew Dice Clay impressions, and you're like, what the fuck year is this from? And not only that, this but is like, like ten years. This is eleven years after Sea of Love, which is two thousand. I mean, even if that weren't stupid, like even if that were just an annoying cliched scene, it like you would think that they would go like. Well, it's, I guess it's worth investigating. Right? They're like, nah, <laughs> there no way, no such thing. There's no lady killers. They go. Ever. No, there's a funny line because she go. Uh, the one guy goes like, I read, I read all of, the, I read all of the uh, the FBI serial killer profiles. He says, I read all of the all FBI, of them, all of and, them. And, 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 and not one of them was a woman. She goes, I know, I read them too. And I'm like, you read all, you both read it's all. Like of we them? all read all the FBI <laughs> profiles. Okay, what everybody you, read them all. What the fuck? Maybe you guys should get back to investigating this homicide you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be doing instead of reading uh, true crime fiction or whatever. So bad. Yeah. So, um. so the whole movie is basically like these bodies turning up that are that are like 
ladies who have been stripped naked. And this is another thing that irritates me about. <laughs> usually, it's shitty movies too that like really like to get their kind of like smuttiness out with like corpses, right? Because it's like so a we'll naked, show some, naked women, some but poor like naked covered, actress, like with cuts and bruises yeah. and like bite marks yeah. all over. And, and you shit. see a lot of it. And, and at one point, it gets really fucking absurd because like it, it, when you first see this naked lady and it's like totally naked with these bite marks all over. Like, oh, and every you can't not go like feel sorry for the actress who had to just lay yeah. there for a day, if not more, probably just a day for this movie. And uh, and so you. See that and then it later on Ellen Barkin has a TV behind her that has like this footage yeah. of the naked body and the camera's practically like zooming in on like the crotch <laughs> and shit like that and she's going here's the deal with this with this body and the whatever the killer's MO and then the camera pans across to another TV with another image like yep. footage of this naked lady's body yep. and then the camera pans over and there's a bunch of pictures of naked naked dead bodies up, and you're like come on so then it pans outside and they're in Times Square and on the big Times <laughs> yeah. Square TV it's just Naked bodies. Just naked bodies. <laughs> Am I ever going to see anything that isn't naked dead lady bodies? <laughs> Not in God this movie. It. It's um, like it's that kind of movie. Yeah, and it's also sh- the kind of movie where I'm expected to believe that Stephen Baldwin is an attractive man. Yeah, he's Ugh. just in it for one, one scene. scene. Yeah. It's so weird. I thought he was going to be a thing. It's yeah. Like with his giant buck tooth. Yeah, he shows like, up and you think that. Shit yeah, you just assume oh, Stephen Baldwin is in this. Oh, not for long. No, nope. and I, he she just, he, he immediately she just, he immediately left there and went and went and was became a born again Christian. That He's seems like, I'm, done, like, I'm done with this. They have like they have like a meet. They meet in a bar and then hook up and and but it's like the scene where they're talking in the bar. It's like so. Uh, do you like do you like sex? And she's like, <laughs> I like hot things. You know, what I mean, it's just like it's like the worst kind I of like, like shitty. I like hot shitty things. like sex movie banter where they're like so. Uh, How's that drink? Is it hot? And she's like, it's pretty spicy. You know, like that kind of this shit. Sex is gonna be. Right? It's it's just it's like I, you're a cop. What do you? Uh, wish I wasn't. What do you? Uh, what do you work in Vice? And she's like, I work in Murder. And he's like, that's pretty weird for a lady, huh? And she's like, why don't we have sex? And you're like, oh, okay. okay. And it's Stephen Baldwin, who, uh, if you're not aware of Stephen Baldwin's work, sucks and it sounds like an idiot. <laughs> So he's like, he sounds like a caricature of like a yeah. stoner. Uh, so, Dad, you want to have a sex with me? <laughs> and then it just sort of cuts to him like fucking in a bed. And then she, she's like slapping his butt. Yeah. And then it cuts. To, and then it has like this slow motion shot of her being in ecstasy, I guess, to show that maybe she likes it a little tiny bit rough or something. Maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah she's th- supposed th- to be like attracted to dangerous situations. But she's like, but she's like, you know, keep it. She's like keeping it away from her, which is why then she becomes involved with the uh, Peter, Peter Wilson. Wilson and like she can't, she can't do, do it. Like she's gonna, Wilson. she's gonna go down on her in the kitchen, and then she like, she like kicks her across <sighs> the room, and she's like, I "What love the fuck?" How Peter Wilson introduces Ellen Barkin's character to the dangerous world of lipstick <laughs> lesbians who are into leather, <laughs> and they can't, they can't reveal this lesbian club. Because the women are all too hot. Because the women are all the women are all either prominent themselves yes, or their are married are to prominent. prominent You're like, Which what? is actually dialogue from the movie. That's what someone says. That's, no, that's like, literally what she, how she yeah. describes the the little the lesbian book club that they have. And it's all like it's all like these incredibly gorgeous, like fe- very feminine women, and it's just a total fucking male fantasy. The whole point of the movie is just so you can watch two chicks get it on. That's the only reason anybody made it. But it's the, totally it totally the, comes from that time yeah. where like two two chicks would kiss on an episode of like fucking Buffy and it would be Whoa. fucking national news. Wow, wow, you know what wow. I mean? It's just like, "Oh, how how scary is that?" And then like they're all into like vague bondage and sadomasochism, then it's like 
There's a scene where she opens up the sex briefcase. Yeah. The sex briefcase. Oh, my oh, God. Ellen Barkin you. finds this briefcase, and it's got, like, a ball gag and some, like, whips and chains oh, in it and shit. Oh, there's a butt shit. plug in there. And a butt plug, yeah, and it's an alligator She's butt like, plug. She's like, my God. And it's and just like the, the music out? on the in the movie is just like just dark, like foreboding, <laughs> ominous, droning, and it's just she like pulls this these is pictures scary. Out, and it, she pulls these pictures out, and it is just regular ass, practically vanilla Missionary ass bondage. Sex. Yeah. Bo- but they're in bondage it, gear, yeah. and she's going like, "My God, this person really this went is astray. disgusting. This, this person is this the really bondage briefcase that she yeah. finds in the first murdered girl's like it's, floorboards. It's your yeah. floorboards. It's like hidden away. Because this, this is a sex briefcase. This is a thing. I better, I better yeah. have, have a special hiding place in my house for this these. Is sex one, toys. This is one of my biggest like I can't most put these in the drawer. prominent pet peeves in all of movies. Is whenever anybody <laughs> well, does anything other than like ordinary sex, it is gross well, and weird. Not to not to bring these up the general's daughter again, right? But the, but the part where they when they find her sex dungeon, her sex dungeon, and they're yeah. like, "Oh my god!" And I think as a viewer of that movie too, it was supposed to be like mind mind, bl- mind blown. That lady is into a thing. They should, they should so show that he, she has like a copy of Crash. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She's like, oh, like, this person watches Crash. This she person's has, against racism. She, she has a no, copy. Not oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie, this movie is so sleepy though that like it like hardly like when it is it is like offensive. You're yeah. not wrong, but it's also like the movie is so. I like, mean, it's hard for me to get worked up about that's it because I, I was mean. so bored. The movie's yeah. the movie's so such sleepwalking through so it, and you're just like, too. who who is it was, even, it was who's even like, going to ever watch this? And if they are watching this, who is going to even who, notice exactly. that anything is happening? That was kind of like it, by I, the it's time hard, it was it's so over, hard to care. And it went, like when it has that tacked on thing at the end where she like goes to see the the girl's abusive father, oh like God. all that shit. Basically, like that that's kind of like in the general's daughter, like you're saying, like that shit was really offensive, and this is as offensive, but like I was just like I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, at, by the time it was over, I was like, "Geez, and you're and I'm pissed off." I guess I the, don't know. The movie can't get worked up enough to actually like kind of have a plot. So like, how it's yeah. hard to get worked up about what, the themes in the movie. You right. know, for me, it was like well, uh, just the stuff that the movie thinks is edgy is so quaint and stupid that it, of course you can't get like worked. the part where they reveal a, that Julian Sands is actually a crossdresser oh, too. So and, and it's way like, way late in the movie too, and sort movie. of like offhandedly, and it has nothing to do with anything it's really. Like, can yeah. you believe this? <laughs> you're like, it's yeah, like also this guy is into some crazy <laughs> stuff. He likes to put on a dress. Whoa! And at that point, then you're like, they, I think it's hinting that he, that like he might be the murderer. Right. It's oh, yeah. him or the other lady that he's about. And then to it have turns sex out it's with. the other lady. And it turns out it's the other lady. There, but there's like the, a part in it that I, like I thought this movie was I think a little funnier than you guys did. But, uh, but I was just, so just bored. The, the by mo- it, just I think the, a, a movie that like this that thinks that it's edgy is amusing to me. Uh, but there's the part when she when uh, Ellen Barkin's interrogating Peter Wilson and slowly finding out that she's into women yeah my god and uh and then but she's she's uh at one point peter wilson goes there's a group of women we like to get together without men <laughs> and i went and i just remembered that simpsons one where marge's guy i hear there's a bar where you can go to where men dance with other men and homer's like whoa that's Crazy. See, that made me think of the scene in The Simpsons where he's going to all the different bars. He's like, wait, oh, a, wait minute, a minute, there's something wrong with this place. Enjoy your this death trap. This lesbian bar, bar doesn't have a fire exit. Enjoy your death trap, ladies. What's he her wants, problem? What's her problem? <laughs> so good. More progressive than anything in this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. This movie is not progressive. Well, and I think that's the thing is that this movie is not progressive, but it like, is that kind of thing that's kind of trying almost to be like, but like, right, is this so weird? 
is it weird? It's like, it's kind of asking like, is this so weird? Or, and also going like, this is really weird. And at the same time, none of it is weird. Yeah. It's going, it is going, yes. <laughs> the movie is going, is this so weird? And also like, I hope you think this is weird because that's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping, we, if this doesn't push your buttons, then we got nothing. It's kind of like, uh, it, it was just like, uh, like shitty Dr. Drew used to be on Loveline, used to do this thing where he's like, if a woman is a stripper or a sex worker, she must have been molested. Like cool. I guarantee yeah. And it's just like that's where that's uh, that's where all that's where that shit comes from. Yeah, it's like from like the dudes like that and yeah. and shit like and movies. Which like is this. not to suggest that a great many people have not been ab- have been abused and 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 sure. this definitely is all sorts of trauma. I'm not trying to be glib about that. No, there's no, all, I just there's think, just I all think, kinds of people. I think right. the idea that, that I think at this point in time, I feel like when I see something that says like that that still either as a joke or whatever is like if you're a stripper, it's because it's, yeah. oh, you must have been molested by your uncle or something. I feel like that is like, has been proven to not necessarily, right. you know, that that's it's, like, that's not the Absolutely case. disrespectful. That, that aren't, that's not really like, yeah, exactly. It's disrespectful to uncles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, so leave the, uncles alone. Leave uncles out of this. The whole leave rhythm uncles of this, alone. Uh, the whole rhythm of this movie is Ellen Barkin finding one body after another that's been bit a bunch with the eyelids cut out and like their faces are painted up and interspliced between that is Julian Sands talking, uh, talking to and fucking his very like lady patients as they tell him stories about how they were molested. My favorite. That's like the whole movie. My favorite, absolute favorite scene in this is this that scene where he's listening he's listening to the tape of, of one of the <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about very strange. And, and like she's it's like because while he's listening to the tape it's like he's listening to the tape in his office taking notes and then it's cutting to her s- telling the story right and then the the tape recorder starts going like there's out of batteries and so in the footage of her she starts talking slower <laughs> and I'm like oh that's weird that's weird and funny and then he like gets up and Takes changes the batteries, the batteries yeah. and then goes back and turns it back on and that's the whole scene funny. And it has there's oh, no sugar if, sugar I kind of want someone journey. someone who made this movie this movie that is like you know about and he's like he's like having sex with his clients which is r- wrong in Very a lot wrong. of ways a little and unethical then, and then also like he's you know and I want someone who made this movie to explain to me why why they kept in the, what was the, the scene where he changed the batteries because it doesn't <laughs> that scene doesn't it's have a any suspense movie it says nothing about anything it, but I thought it was it was kind of the funniest part of the whole movie this is the sort of thing he would have had to deal also, with in real life and also my other fa- there were like three parts that happened in this movie that part was funny to me the part where uh she like sh- she like does like the sex play thing and then like a guy fake assassinates oh her. that is the highlight <laughs> the of the guy so the guy who is uh quato from uh yes, quato. from uh total recall open your mind or he's not quato but he's the guy who Quato's Quato host he has on. the quato yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck is you want to mute you want to see quato you're gonna have to uh Okay, here you go. <laughs> if you're gonna see, if you're want to see Quato, you're gonna have to see my belly. I'm not just Quato. a heads up. He's real fucked up looking. <laughs> he's real fucked up looking. It's not me. It's this guy. Yes. Yeah, so uh, all right. So this is <laughs> this scene is the highlight. And I also wanted to point out. Can we talk about Total Recall instead? Oh, I sure man. would like to. Uh, I would also like to point out that I have seen this movie before. What? <laughs> I know. Really? That's. I Did you and Corey watch this in the cut room? No, no. I must have seen it 15 years ago oh. or something like because it's all a very vague memory. But it, like, partic- it was particularly the scene with the Peter. So Peter. Wilson's like dancing in the window and she's like basically naked and then she gets more naked and then uh, and Ellen Barkin's kind of like watching this all happen she's she's trying to follow her and and protect her because she thinks she's the killer or she thinks she's the killer it's it's like she's like trying to find out what's going on so they're following this woman it is actually uh, some 
somewhat police investigation. It's just very boring. But yeah. she's following because she either thinks she's the killer or she knows she's, she's definitely lead them. involved. She's leading them to some evidence. Or something. And but also, and also, she's a bit horny for yeah, for the. She's Peter horny Wilson. for Peter Wilson. Oh sure. And so Peter Wilson's doing this dance, and she's getting naked in the window. It's very smutty. And then uh, and she sees through a series of reflections, uh, Quado like mm-hmm. aiming a sniper rifle at her from a building from a building across the street, and she's like, "Oh shit!" But she's obviously too far away to do anything about it. And then he shoots her, but and then it looks it's like a, she got shot in the head, but it's like a squib that they've rigged from inside? up because his fetish is shooting a lady <laughs> with fake squibs in a building across the street so while he, she dances. He naked. like he like assassin. That is, I mean, That's I don't want to, I don't want to smut fet- shame anybody or fet- whatever, kink, shame. kink shame anybody, but that is a very specific fetish. It's very specific, yes. Yeah, I mean, congratulations gonna... on finding a way to execute that Amazing. fetish. You know, Here's like my... I'm glad he was able to help. Like, God bless him. Like, because because there has to be a several meetings, right? To to for that particular fantasy. Like some some, I think you can go to BDSM clubs or whatever, you know, sure. places and be like, I would like the chains and the thing. And they go here, we can do that for you right now. This is like he has to go to a place and go get an okay, apartment. Here's what I here's what <laughs> here's what I want. <laughs> Got to rent two okay. hotels. Yeah. Uh, somebody write this down, and we're gonna need like, do you know, does anybody do a special effects guy or a way to do? It has to be somewhat realistic. Right. Are yeah. we gonna have Otherwise sex get... after you pretend to shoot me? Oh no no! Oh, no. I'll, I be am, done. I'll be done. I am by not that even point. going to jerk off. I'm going to just put the gun away and leave. Are you gonna, gonna videotape this? No, nope. <laughs> that's gonna do it for me sexually. Yeah, this is do it for you sexually. I I, I guess. can't tell you. I yeah, don't know. The movie's idea of, of fetishy <laughs> stuff is very funny. There's like one part when Ellen Barkin goes to a. Um, uh, like a BDSM place, and uh, and a lady in a sexy bondage outfit's like leading her around, going like, "This is what the, all the fucked up sex stuff that we do here." <laughs> and then she like takes her and lets her like see some people who are doing a BDSM thing, and it's just a lady who's just sort of trussed up and like h- hanging from a rope, she, and, and then a dude is just sort of like ha- like kind of pushing her around, yeah, and and, and then she's going, "Oh, oh yeah," <laughs> and it's just sort of like I don't know, is that is that it? Like somebody didn't even like do research into what this stuff looks like or anything like that. It's like she's tied up and it's leather, right? Sure, I, I, it's I fucked know. up. Did we get him? Cut. Next scene. <laughs> sure, and they're just kind of in the background while she's like talking to this lady about that too. It's it's a fucking really stupid it's movie. Like Fifty um, Shades of Grey bullshit. And then, then like, there's this one lady throughout the movie who uh, is talking to Julian Sands, who keeps talking about how she like ha- was in love with her. Had like lustful feelings for her stepdad when she was young, and tells this whole swimming pool story where her mom didn't even care. Mm-hmm. Then t- eventually talks about how they actually had he actually had sex with her, and it seems like it was all very. Like, is this the one where you find out he's a crossdresser because he's wearing a wig and a dress this time, or is that later? She's sort of no, t- no she's, she's telling him she about tells that. this story basically in like three Thru- different throughout parts. Right, right, okay. And then okay. concludes the story at the end when Julian Sands has dressed up like a lady, and that's I think another red herring where you're because like they keep saying the killer's a lady right. and implying that he's a lady, and so you're like, oh, so they're kind of well, right. And at that point, like halfway through the movie, like twenty hours into this movie, Peter Wilson's character ends up dead. Who you, right. who you were supposed to think was maybe the killer, and then you're like, no, that's she's murdered. Crazy. Ellen Barkin has a whole breakdown because they had a whole like almost lesbian relationship going they don't yeah. actually have sex do they she they just she's almost constantly do. almost being seduced by uh yeah. and by for Peter Wilson. and she like won't do it because honestly of ellen barkin's being a bit of a cock because yeah. <laughs> she's always kind of like no, maybe and maybe no no she is because she keeps showing up too. no i won't she keeps yeah. going like no and then Peter but then Wilson she shows like, up and goes like well do you want to hang out tomorrow she's, yeah i'll be there <laughs> like all right yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's another example of this movie being like, because because the whole her whole the whole thrust of her character is that she's like into it, but like can't 
be into it like doesn't yeah. and you're kind of like why not it's not weird and you seem to be single and stuff like i don't know why you like she I doesn't mean, even maybe have, have much some, of a character that's I mean, what it's yeah, like, yeah she she i mean she seems as as like asleep as the rest of the movie does like she seems like she's sleepwalking through this whole yeah. thing well, it's, I mean, it's really like she, partly like she, the script's fault, though, because they don't give her anything to do. Like, if she's becoming slowly entrenched in this lifestyle exactly. or obsessed with it, it's like, well, can we depict that in well, some yeah, fashion? Well, sh- show it, too. Like, yeah. it's it's the script and the direction, because the direction is flat from the get-go and doesn't ever mm. not be flat, except during a couple parts where, a char- like, at one point a character screams, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, someone's alive in this movie. I like the part where <laughs> her, her, the, the partner gets shot, and she chases the dude across the lawn and Easily shoots the him best and scene kicks in him in the head. Yeah, you yeah. motherfucker! That's, yeah, that's, she, the, that's the scene I'm talking about. Yeah. That, like, almost, it's like it's like a mini version of that scene from Point Break, almost. Right. Her partner gets <laughs> shot, and then the guy who shoots him is, like, running away, and, and Ellen Barkin shoots him twice, yeah. Yeah. and then sprints across the street, kicks him in the and head. the guy's, like, still getting up, and she goes, get down, you fucking shitbag! Yeah. Kicks him in the head. I, I'll put this up on Twitter, yeah, but it's, it's like funny. this weird like thirty seconds yeah. where the movie comes. Oh my god, alive, some energy! Like, that yeah. was fucking that's awesome. What it, that's, that was the scene where it came alive, and then uh, I did like I did like the the climax, ultimate climax, oh, where yeah. like because Let, let's just get to it because because it, it, it. It. so she's investigating it. It's boring. Peter Wilson gets killed, so she's not the killer. Uh, she's like the guys are like a woman can't do it or whatever. You know, all this bullshit is happening this whole movie year. Like it's five days later, and the movie's finally getting to the end, and like uh, uh, Julian Sands is dressed up like a blonde lady and he's tied up in the bed with the blonde lady who he's one of his patients who he's I assume has been having sex with who's now having sex with him and they finish having sex and then she explains the rest of her stepdad story to him while on top of him and then starts biting him and you're like oh she's the killer she's, tr- she's topless this whole t- she spends like the last 20 yeah. minutes yeah. of the movie Ellen, topless Ellen Barkin shows up at the house and gets attacked by his attack dog who was which was set up earlier that <laughs> yeah. the dog that's he a, has a dog that's the dog, another good scene that's what I'm saying so Ellen the whole, Barkin fights this dog for a long time yeah. but she fights the dog and the dog fight is actually pretty, pretty, brutal. pretty brutal it's like that's, what I, that's the, what I go through every single day <laughs> Don't she, doubt it. Yeah. She I don't want to see dog. your ankles. Yeah. It's going to look This bad. is also very funny. She throws the dog out a fucking window, and you're like, damn. And then the camera like pans out the window, and the do- and the dog has fallen about eight feet. <laughs> but it is, I think it's dead. It's no, no, it's not dead. It's going, it's like It's whimpering. actually much sadder, because you're like, because first of all, that that dog is just doing its job. Yeah. So yeah. I always feel bad for, because it's like, that dog wasn't being, that dog was just doing his job. That's what it was supposed to do. Was And she's break, she's technically breaking into this guy's fancy fancy glass house um but uh, yeah she has a whole fight with a dog and then the lady comes out of the room and she's like naked covered just covered in blood uh-huh. <laughs> on her mouth a lot because shoots she shoots ellen barkin she, in the in the stomach she yeah. immediately shoots ellen barkin in the stomach which is like well cool all right and then they're sitting down next to each other and she's in the the, the killer lady's kind of like quite a situation huh or whatever and uh and then ellen barkin's like this is this is, I, this is the sort of stuff that i find funny where like they're, they're really just stretching out and they, they're cutting to this shot it's, of ellen barkin yeah. is like she's trying to like look at her look her in the eyes and like feeling around for a knife and the feeling around for a knife just goes on and on <laughs> you're like this, I, yeah, yeah. Know a quick way that you could have resolved this in a quicker fashion. <laughs> he eventually finds the knife, stabs her. The you know, that's the end she's of that st- situation. She kind of guts her. She yeah. like it's pretty. Cool. It's and then they're brutal. And then they just lay out. They're just laying on the ground. Oh, both. and when she's dying, and, and the lady's topless, and Ellen Barkin's lying next to her, just like Heat, they hold hands. Yeah, the very Jesus end because Christ. she's I, fading away. Because I guess like it's supposed to be that there's some sort of uh, something. I don't want to go back. No, this? I mean, I thought it was the day she was like, I understand why you did this because you were traumatized and yeah. abused. And yeah. it's supposed to be like that. Because then the last scene of the movie. Because this sexy thriller yeah. is all about child but, abuse. But also, this lady's story is kind of like, 
all about it, it ends up being about how she wanted to fuck the stepdad to like make the mom notice her. She's mm. most mad at her mom is yeah. because her mom didn't do anything it's about it. It's very dumb. That's I mean, like abuse the crux is of abuse. They use that scene. That the, there's the thing at the end where she goes to the, see the family and there's this girl who's being abused by her stepfather or whoever and like he's the father of one of the victims. And he's in a hospital bed and she goes in there no. and hit, slaps him in the <laughs> face. It's totally like the kiss, Big kiss, tough bang, guy, bang. huh? It's yeah. totally like that. That's right. But Big he's tough a, guy. They're both, they're like he and his wife are there and his wife, it's you know implied that his wife is complicit at least in this abuse just like just like before. Yeah. And, uh, and possibly the older brother. And possibly, possibly the older brother. The whole family. The whole family. But, like, it, it, first of all, it does this other thing uh, where the whole family is fucking ugly. And the, <laughs> the mom and the dad are, like, 65. And they have this beautiful, golden-haired, angel six-year-old daughter who's just, like, all tr- a pretty dress. And it's, like... Well, their other daughter was Peter Wilson. No, no, no. That's... I'm saying. It's just, who like... Was ho- who was... It was, like, also hot. And you're, like, how did that happen? It's and the brother, so the brother is, like, a, like a fucking hillbilly. He's a fucking hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter Wilson left, and so the dad was focusing his attention yes. on the other daughter, also in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes, exactly Play like that. that. But but it was just... It's just funny where it's always, like... It's just, like, this hideous circumstances. There's just, like, mold right. dripping off the walls. And then it cuts to the shot oh, of this little girl, and it's, like, it might as well have angels singing on yeah. the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, these people are straight up Okies. It's just it's just shitty, and it's like, oh, are you gonna try to tell me that that was what your movie was about, and not about like maybe trying to get your rocks off it's by showing so, a bunch of like kinky sex? That's, that's what it, it's trying to and do. That's, that's what I'm talking. Is that like that scene, that shit at the end where it like is like abuse is abuse, and I'm not saying anything about sure in reality. I'm saying right. in this movie, like the lady who ends up being the serial killer who chewed a bunch of people to death, that's essentially, right. like cut their eyes. You're supposed up. you're kind of like at the end supposed to be like, oh, we get you, girl, a little bit maybe. And also, I don't know, and you're like, no, no, you shouldn't. And like, and also, like, there's been no evidence that Ellen Barkin's character would get that because what do right. we know about her? Not much. Virtually nothing. And also, except she kind of like, wants to be the, a lesbian. The implication that, like, that that uh, that homosexuality or being into bondage right. and BDSM is the result of abuse. Yeah, is like pretty dicey causality. They're like, let's not make these associations. Right. It's like '60s psychology or right. something like that. Yeah, it's just fucking sucks. But it's also dumb that that lady that like the the lady who is the killer like when she, that, that she's explaining the, his her story to him and that's like I supposed mean, to be the reason for her doing that right. and you're like what I think we like, can what? I think what? we can all agree that molesting children is terrible so like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if we I, but I don't know it might be a little bit of a stretch for this particular movie <laughs> to go like it was the mo- it was the abuse's fault that she just bit everybody it's right like, uh Let's just stop. Yeah, she became a real straight-up movie psycho killer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. She's she a, cut people's eyelids off. She's like a serial killer. Yeah. Right. She's a movie serial killer. Oh, she's yeah. not like a, a normal, like, right. no, let's not say normal, but like a serial killer you might encounter in real life who is like maybe the victim of trauma. Right. This is, this is somebody who has like a movie <laughs> M.O. who's like... This you sort know. of thing really makes you appreciate, uh, and there's a lot of movies like this that are kind of in that sort of Silence of the Lambs wheel, right. where they're c- kind of trying to d- talk about a lot of very sticky, dicey stuff. And just like shit like this makes you really appreciate how Silence of the Lambs well, is able to do this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cover this sort of stuff without. Seeming Although that movie is so not without stupid. its people, without, you know, it's controversial. Absolutely. Elements. You know, some people but, find the movie pretty offensive. But I, I, I don't also, agree. But but yeah. I feel like, but also like, yeah, that that movie. This is clearly trying to be in the vein uh-huh. of something like that. 
But I mean, this is that's that's the difference between someone like John, Jonathan, Jonathan Demi, Demi, who has a fucking soul, <laughs> right? Jonathan Demi gives so much of a shit about every character in that movie, right. even the bad guys, one hundred percent. And like that's why that's why it works. Uh-huh. Instead then, of fail son Damian Harris, <laughs> Richard Harris is like shittier son. Yeah, exactly. Uh, great Maybe. job. <laughs> really makes you appreciate uh, Jared Harris, who made who made something of himself. Yeah, well, he was in that scene that he had that brief cameo in Natural Born Killers. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, that's it. Damian right. Harris sucks. You get the idea. This this movie's garbage. Joe Sharbonic off the hook. I am gonna not, give it not a, entirely. I do like saying his name. Oh yeah, Joe Sharbonic hit us up. We still want you to call. Damian Harris's name is Damian Harris. Do not call. No, Damian Harris. We don't want to hear from you. You can't slide into our DMs. Do not. Sharbonic, you're welcome our to. We want to hear messages. your side of the story. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to read any lines. <laughs> there are no lines. <laughs> Honestly, as dumb and smutty as this sounds, there's not a whole lot of like funny dialogue. No. The funniest part is, just, get did, down, you fucking piece of shit. I, I was looking it up on Wikipedia to see where it took place or where it was filmed. It was filmed in Toronto. It takes mm-hmm. place in nowhere. I mean, this right. never said where it takes place, so I guess that's to its credit or something. I don't it's know. Probably Seattle. It didn't have a... There was never, <laughs> a, there was never a sign that said sale. Seattle Dogs. Seattle Dogs, yeah. Uh, but uh, but it, there was... This one that we watched is the long is the long version. There was a shorter version. Oh, really? Originally released here, but the director's cut added... It has a list. I can't remember what it was. If you look it up on Wikipedia, it has a list of the stuff that was added back. One of them is a funny one where they're, she's out with Peter Wilson and like this woman like... Starts talking to her and she's like, "What the fuck did you say?" or something. And, like punches this woman out at a bar. <laughs> that is a kind of. A and funny then it scene. cuts and it was a fantasy of hers or whatever. And you're like, "Oh, that's weird." Oh, and they don't do that. They fantasy. don't do that a ton. And they kind of. She kind of. It's supposed to be like she has weird fantasies. Sort it's of. It's a little bit lynchy and but honestly. it. But it's like so half-assed that you're like, it's like it's like a guy who watched a David Lynch movie and was like, "Oh yeah, like." put some weird stuff in there. And it's not a David Lynch movie in a bar. The sound was off, but I got the gist. <laughs> it, was, it was the straight story, too. That's the <laughs> yeah. one that he watched. Uh, but anyway, so this movie was like 20 minutes shorter. The one, So originally... Yeah. It should be 30 minutes shorter. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. At all. No. But ratings. <sighs> I'm going to give it one Judd. Mm. I mean, you know... It does technically function on the level yeah, of a thing. It is a movie that you could really sit down and watch. Did you like it more than Killing Zoe? Killing Zoe's a crime. All right, there we go. Sorry. Wow, I hate wow. Killing Zoe. I mean, I mean, Amazing. this movie is probably objectively worse than Killing Zoe, but <laughs> but I hate that movie. Love it. Uh, I'm not mad at Damian Harris. I just don't like his movies. Yeah, that's true. We're not mad. And Damian, Damian Harris, Harris never We're killed disappointed. anyone. Not to, to the best of our knowledge. To the best of our knowledge. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it, it right like now. four Douglases. Yeah. Because it's very smutty. There's a lot of nudity. Uh, and also for the like shitty sex negativity and like just everything, the the all of it. Yeah. Four Douglases. It's sleazy. It's smutty. It's not erotic, even though it wants to be. Everything about it's terrible. No, nobody's ever seen this movie. But if this movie had gotten out to people, like there, it would have made some people mad. Mad. But nobody. But nobody... it also might have gained a reputation as like you got to see how fucking stupid. This right. Is. But what I'm saying is the movie itself is so bored with itself that it can't bother yeah. to even be interested in right. trying to be interesting to people. <laughs> so for, nobody, for, so nobody's seen this except for, for all us. of the <laughs> fucked up shit that allegedly or ostensibly fucked up shit that is in this movie. It's shockingly dull. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not even, it's not even funny. Uh, no. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, <laughs> fake, sexy assassination fetishes. <laughs> it's really that's good. that's something. It's something. My God. It's some kind of thing. They bring that guy in later to question him, the cops do, and it's something. It's, it's another boring Were you fucking scene. him? No, I was faking assassinated, getting assassinated by him. <laughs> like you do. 
Uh, I liked getting faked. Quato, Quato is also, and I thought this was funny, it's just like part and parcel of how stupid this movie is, where Quato, the, his character is like a sleazy corporate scumbag, right. yuppie guy. Corporate and he's introduced, being interviewed by a detective for about a murder, sipping a martini at his <laughs> desk. He's like, well, I am a rich asshole, so hold on. <laughs> no, what's this about a murder? You say, well, I have tennis or whatever. About a murder? What's this about a murder? <laughs> Shall we? Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it a one and a half. Um, it's terrible, I, but I tell you, if this movie was a half hour shorter, I might be recommending it to certain. If you're, mm. if you're like, if you're a bad movie kind of person, because it is filled with just ridiculous shit, where you're just like, what? Uh, but it's, but at, at an hour, at almost two hours long, that's fucking unacceptable. I can't recommend it to anybody. Uh, Four Douglases, absolutely. It's a complete boobarama. It's really trying to be. It's really, it's, it's going for a five Douglases, but I'm not giving it that. Because uh, it's so stupid, and again, like it's heavy, heavily reliant on dead lady corpses for to get a lot of its sleaze out of there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. I saw this movie before somehow, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where or why. It's a total mystery to me. Uh, you want one Judd. Uh, just because it exists and it did, it does technically function on the level of a thriller, but it just sucks. It sucks. It can't. You don't care at any point during the movie. Did I care what was going to happen or who did it? Or I was just waiting for them to reveal it so I could stop watching it. Mm-hmm. So one Judd, four Douglases, sort of despite my better judgment, because I think that it's like it is very smutty, but it's so lame, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and also that it wants to be about something like. Two, and then you're like, and it just you're like, fuck off, you stupid. Don't yeah. don't try, don't try and be also about a thing. Yeah, like the yeah. net was better about like the way the scary part of technology Seriously. than this was about sex. <laughs> Seriously, you know the, I mean? the like, net had the, more to say than this. Yeah, and the net is at the, at the very least the net is like dumb right but i'm just like like, <laughs> like, like this I, movie it, didn't even get to that level of being sort of no. secretly about something you know? this yeah it's so it's so lazy about yeah. it yeah and then yeah and that last scene is just fucking was like oh god give me a break that fuck, <laughs> fuck off <laughs> fuck off movie don't like do this now uh even more and i think that scene in kiss kiss bang bang is also dumb right but, but at least it's sort it of funny kind of works in that one pretty and creepy that last part with that old man <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah forget about him he's creepy and, <laughs> yeah and exactly and then that movie like goes like it's kind of like the movie itself is almost like why did we put I that in i don't know why we did i don't this. know but like you're <laughs> that like was a bummer. and yeah. you're kind of like well that's fine all right well at least you're acknowledging this this movie is like right. i'm shane black i don't even know why i do this shit <laughs> i'm kind of fucked up and then abraham lincoln was there <laughs> just bring them all back uh, the worst part of Kiss 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 Bang Bang is that song at the end credits. Oh yeah, and I figured out why. Yeah. Why? Like, because I was always like, I watched I watched that movie and go like, this song at the end is fucking terrible. Why is this the song at the end of the movie? Written and performed by Robert Downey Jr. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Uh-huh. I've got to listen to that so again. That was in his contract, I bet. That was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, Shaney, uh, but uh, I get to do the, the the end title song. And he's like, whatever, I don't care. I just want to make a Robert Downey Jr. singing it. Uh huh. Is it? Would it be too, be too off base if I played that at the end of this episode? Yeah. I mean, it's not even. Nobody this. needs to see that. No, just everybody look. Everybody look it up. Okay. We, it is. It is. It's not a good song. It's not even fun. It's like just a shitty it song. It sucks. It sucks. It's so everybody can look it up on YouTube. I'm sure. Uh, anyway, it's all about Doctor Doolittle. So four. So four. Uh, <laughs> four four Douglases, and then I'm gonna give it uh, ten. Ten out of ten. 
Sex briefcases. Yeah, ten do out of it. ten sex briefcases. Yeah. Ten out of ten sex briefcases. That's yeah, that's one good. butt plug per sex briefcase. <laughs> one alligator butt plug. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get out. That's let's it, have, we did let's it. Let's have mercy on everybody and wrap this up. Oh, this has been a long my. one. Uh, it's up there. Next up, if I'm Ryan, I'm dying. Yeah. Crying Three. over Ryan? Ooh, pretty good. Uh, Saving Private Meg Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three films from the from the oeuvre, the Meg Ryan oeuvre, DOA, Flesh and Bone, and a oh, movie yeah. we've wanted to do for a long time, In the Cut. In the yeah. Cut. I like it, In the Cut. Oh, I we all cut. like it in we the all cut. Know, we all know Mark Ruffalo likes it in the cut. <laughs> uh, until then. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Letterboxd. Uh, rate us, ins- review us. Instagram. I'm trying to put a lot of like fun clips from these movies up on Twitter and Instagram. So, uh, Insta- so follow Insta- us Twitter, on there. All that shit, uh, uh, follow us on Patreon. We're getting, we getting a lot of cool followers mm-hmm. on Patreon. Join the club that is ever expanding. Amazingly, yeah. to my, sh- to what, my shock what do we have? What are our next? What do we have? In the, what What's we, the next Patreon? Well, the next one that will be up when this comes out will be Police Academy Police Academy Academy 2 has one of our all time classic bits honestly Uh, and then I believe we have I believe we have uh, another good one well, Transformers is, no that happened Transformers Transformers is out traffic's coming up in the future we got traffic in the chamber too so so if you want to and we we, so we talk about movies that generally aren't necessarily suspense movies but traffic is our first uh, one that we're doing that was a suggestion by one of our patrons. Yes. That's right. Um, and it's a great episode, damn it. Um, and yeah, so get our, get on, on that Patreon action, and uh, yeah, I don't know. What else? Is that it? That's it. Okay, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.